Listen to that. You hear that? What? Nothing, because it's on the audition line. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got all excited about my bacon. I beg your pardon? A little deaf. I can't hear much anyway. Why is that? It was extra quiet because of this cold. Tony Snow's got the cancer, and now it's spread into his liver. Really? You're not just Tony saying that to no, make another, you feel good, I are have you? another uh, dead right winger pretty soon. Tony Snow. Well, that's good. We didn't need to play don't, that. Don't tease. Again. I beg your pardon? Don't tease, man. Don't tell me stuff like that unless it's true. That sounds very insensitive. It's spread from his ab- lower abdomen to his lever. God punishing him for being Tony evil. Tony Snow, for being a right wing piece of crap, for being a Fox News George a liar. Bush lackey liar. That is correct. Boy, this bacon is... I don't, I don't think I ever did this before, did I? No, well, maybe what? once. That what, are you so bacon on the air? Are you kidding me? No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact I made my usual one batch. Can I say batch? Not anymore. No. And, uh, and it was so good, I, I made a second one right before it came on the air. And then the damn uh, DCS was knocked out on the audition. Line. Oh, well, at least you got the important thing accomplished. The food, that's right. That's Who right. cares about the DCS? Well, anyway, uh, where do we start? I'm gonna, all begin. I'm going to do, we got a short show today because we got the Marlins baseball game at 12.50. Marlins and the Orioles, the sun is shining in Fort Lauderdale, baby, at 12.50 this afternoon. And again on Thursday. Oh. Woo! So we have a short show. And if anybody out there thinks we're taking any calls on this show today, guess again. Guess again. Now, what I'm going to do today for most of the show is rip the Beasleys, the ass they so richly deserve. That's what I'm going to do. Mm. After I finish my bacon, though. Man, is that good. Anybody that doesn't like bacon, like extra real crispy, is just a schlump, you know? And that's the only way to eat it. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Mmm. Mmm. It's really good stuff. Anyway, speaking of that, for at least two days in Houston, neighbors at a city apartment complex noticed an acrid aroma, black smoke, and leaping flames coming from two barbecue grills on the balcony of a second-floor apartment. What neighbors at the Red Oak Place Apartments wondered was going on in the unit where 27-year-old Timothy Wayne Shepherd lived. What was going on with his unit? What was he burning at all hours for days at a time? The answer turned their, turned their stomachs. See, I'm having a little uh, greps, a little belching here. Sorry. Right. Extra eating flavor. and talking at the same time. Well, there's something about, you know, when so you... I. When, what? I'm having my soup here, too, so... Well, wait till you hear this story. You might puke your soup up. All right. According to law enforcement officials, Shepard dismembered and then burned the body of his former girlfriend, Tynesha Stewart, a 19-year-old Texas A&M University student. How you doing, Tynesha? Nothing remains of Stewart's body, Harris County Sheriff Tommy Thomas said at a press conference Saturday. I just don't know what to think about it, said Lewis Evans, whose balcony faces Shepard's in the quiet tree-lined enclave in northern Houston. I was once in Houston. I picked up a pretty hot hitchhiker in Houston, too, and took him to my motel and had my way with him. But anyway... I thought he was a nice, normal person, meaning Shepard, not me. I'm sure not that. I guess you never know what your neighbors are doing, or who they're doing. Authorities said Shepard has confessed to strangling and dismembering Stewart, a college freshman who was home on spring break. Was that Tynesha? That's the one, Tynesha. Because he was angry that she had started a new relationship. Officials first thought Shepard had disposed of remains in a large commercial trash bin that had since been emptied, launching an intense debate in the area about whether the Sheriff's Department should conduct a massive and expensive search of the area landfills for Stewart's remains. Stewart was last seen March 15, reported missing March 19. Uh, on March 16, neighbors said they first noticed unusual activity in the unpleasant odor on Shepard's balcony. The smell was awful, said Evans, who also became alarmed after seeing a blaze shoot out from the grills. I was wondering, what is he burning? Not cooking, but burning. There's a difference. He had a burning love, baby, just like Elvis said. He had a burning love. He was burning it. 
George knows about that. He likes to burn mm-hmm. one every now and then. Sure. Yeah, that would be good. At times, Evans said the flames from the grills left dangerously close to the roof of the balcony. Evans said he called 911 when the firefighters arrived. The flames had come, and Shepard assured them everything was under control. Shepard told the uh, firefighters he was cooking for a wedding. <laughs> oh. Human remains generally require extremely high temperatures to destroy, and authorities haven't said how it's possible that Stewart's remains could be completely burned on a patio grill. This turned out to be one of the most heinous crimes I've ever seen in my 38 years in law enforcement, the Sheriff Thomas said Saturday. So does that mean now that she's got a heinous... Don't say it. Anus? Uh, That's bad. Oh, speaking of heinous anus, so Anna Nicole, since we're going through all this other stuff, and now we're going to take like three weeks to find out about her kid, which I still think that's pretty sad. He looked pretty good there for a while. I'd have given him a nice shower, give him a shave. Mm-hmm. I'd have cleaned him up real good and kept him alive. Well, what does that say? <laughs> Here's a fax that says, can I hold over this fax for a few minutes? I got Bernie Mac in the office. Yeah, even if he got Freddie Mac, we can't do it. Yeah, I heard uh, Kenny reading some email or something this morning from some listener who said, oh, some days Neil says you guys are the greatest and blah, 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 and then other days he rips you on the ass. I never said they were the greatest. And, of course, he said, oh, as long as Neil's uh, talking about us, we don't care if he rips us. Well, good, because I never said you were the greatest. I mean, I can lie, you know, for on-the-air purposes, I can lie as much as I need to. But for me to suggest that they're the greatest, I mean, oh, holy moly, rat man. And, and I, uh, I was told, who was it? I guess it was Brandon, one of my online uh, correspondents here. He said that Kenny was good on uh, Y100 when he was on with Footy for 100 years. Yeah. And I replied back. I said, well, sure could have fooled me. But anyway, here's the poll from yesterday. 1519 votes. When these people hear about the Beasley business and about, see, when you work for this company, you're always in an adversarial relationship. And the better, see, it's an inverse proportion to how well you do. The better you do, the more they hate you and resent you. And the less they'll do to support you. And if anybody heard the show that we had here yesterday, I, I want to apologize not to the audience, but to myself. Apologize to myself. That was the worst show that I've You're ever been, very whiny. been involved in for 31 years that I've been on here in this town. It's not even a month after my 31st anniversary, and it was the worst, the most embarrassing caca. But anyway, here's the poll. And, and again, it's because of the fact that, you know, this company uh, thinks that they don't understand what the hell it's all about. They haven't got a clue what it's all about. And then the best part of it is you're telling me that uh, somebody told me. <laughs> I won't even Whatever. Say it. say it was me. I don't care anymore. Okay. Well, no, it was Clarence. That business about Don Sherwood and his female accomplice. They keep calling here and, uh, you know, and bugging the show. And, well, if you'd put Don Sherwood on here. And, by the way, I didn't say I was going to kill you. I said I wish you would croak, okay? So get it straight, Don. If you're going to talk to the people over there at corporate and get Joyce all uh, over there, get it, get it straight. Yeah, Don. Don Sherwood. I said I wish you would croak. Just like Tony Snow. That's not a threat. It's just a hope. It's a, I got my legs crossed, though. 1,519 votes on the poll yesterday. What is the worst threat to our children? George W. Bush, 356. I would say that is... Absolutely correct, sir. Religion, 321, right on Bush's ass. The federal debt they'll inherit, 241. The crap on TV, 168. See, there... I don't know how I did this. This was the original poll that somebody faxed in, and I just uh, said it to Eric. You know, I didn't look at it, didn't screen it. That's what happens when you don't like... uh, when you don't be careful. The crap their parents feed them, 130. Drugs and booze, 120. The lies their parents tell them, 94. Well, what's the difference between the crap their parents feed them and the lies? Is ah, there a difference? Whatever. No. Huh? No. Well, whatever. Terrorism, only 40. I hate this poll, 36. And premarital sex, only 13. Certainly is no threat to your children as long as they, uh, you know, instruct them how to be uh, do it safely. And 
not to get anybody knocked up or any uh, sexually transmitted diseases, all these things. Have a good time, man. Life is short, baby. Life is short. Enjoy it. Screw your brains out. That's my suggestion to you, okay? Until you just can't do it no more. That's, that's my advice. That's terrible. That's disgusting. No, that's my honest advice. Have a good time. Enjoy every minute of it. Because everything else is bull crap. 750 votes on today's poll. That's not too bad. I don't like the, I mean, I like the poll idea. I just don't like the, the selections on here. And again, somebody sent it in. And we thank you for all those great polls. Charlie B. and everybody else. Although, Charlie, we don't do contrived controversy on the show. We don't do fake April Fool's uh, polls and crap on, on April 1. Oh, isn't April 1 on a, a Sunday anyway? Yes. It's a Sunday, right? Yeah. Yes. Wow. No fooling. <laughs> 750 votes. My idea of an ideal vacation is jetting off to another country, 201. That's my vote, and that's what I'm going to be doing in a couple of weeks. A week and a half. Week and a half, baby. All right. All right. There are some of us looking greatly forward to our vacations, and I'm sure that all of us are going to have a sensational time. Believe you me. A tropical island, 113. A cross-country excursion, 63. Staying home, drinking beer, watching TV, 64. What more could you want? Well, that just passed a cross-country excursion, still 63. A Vegas casino, 57. Eh. So, Neil, let me ask you, do you still go to Vegas and enjoy uh, the slots there? you play the nickels or the quarters, Neil? You know, I like you because you're a gambler. Yeah, oh, that, that guy, the New York guy, he was really special. Oh, there were a couple of uh, choice ones in there. Leaving the spouse and kids at home and going alone, 51. Oh, good. If you go to Amsterdam, that's a good idea. Leave the spouse and kids at home and go have a really good time. And then come back and pretend you didn't do nothing. Just looked around. Kind of like Cecil. Remember, he broke into that chick's house. He came in through the window. And like Hank said, he just wanted to get a look. So next time some uh, nut job breaks into your house, don't get all bent out of shape and call the police and get your gun out. They're just looking around. A Sea Cruise 49 with Frankie Ford. I bet you got that in there somewhere. Sea Cruise. I love that song. Come on, you got it. Well, it'll take me an hour to get to it. Oh, well, then forget about it. Sea Cruise 49. A Beach 39. Well, I don't, I don't get that. I mean, you got, you know, unless you're going to Hawaii, for example. Ski Resort has got about 30, man. Camping out 28. <clears throat> I hate this poll. Only 25, 3.3%. They like it. And we forgot at the beginning of the show today to ask. You like it? But they obviously do. Visiting relatives, 13. Fah. Oh, visiting relatives. Jesus. When I was a kid, that was the whole. That was the whole thing. I guess everybody's family does that, right? On Sundays, yeah. like on That's Sundays, right. we'd hop in a show car you and we'd drive to Rochester up. and visit the show you off. Either, Look, uh, I got a kid. Look. Yeah, my cousins and whatever. A theme park, eleven, and a safari, nine. How about a surfing safari, or is that a safari? A safari. Uh, fairy. Well, there's the Daniel Smith in quest. There's that poor kid that got the. Uh, you know, that was his bad luck to be uh, her son. You know, mm-hmm. I'm pretty pissed off about that. But he's dead, and she's dead. And she, oh, so anyway, I didn't get to the to her ass yet. She had an <laughs> abscess in her left cheek. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about on her face. I'm talking about the left cheek of her Rectum. ass. Uh-huh. And so they injected it with, like, B12 shots or something like that. She had more drugs outside, inside. Right. And I can't imagine why she died. Can you? She was a walking drugstore. Hmm. Walgreens or CVS? Walgreens. I see. Well, there's a wall. There's a drugstore in South Florida, every street corner. That's the one good thing. Then you know the median age is death plus 20. Because there's a drugstore. Well, listen, there are a lot of people out there want to get the drugs, baby. Like George, for example. What's your point? My point is that who needs so many damn... I almost said the God. 
who needs so many damn... <laughs> I can say them interchangeably there. You know, who needs so many God drugstores? And then I can say, who needs so many damn stores? Or like I could say, uh, you know, some, so-and-so is a real douche. But I just can't say it's in the bag. No. I mean, I gotta, everything's got to be separated. Because we live in a silly world, in a silly country, and we work for silly people. We work for a bunch of silly mugwumps over there on the West Coast. Anybody that's headquartered in Naples, Florida, what does that tell you? All the food over there is pretty good. That's pretty sad commentary when you've got to drive to Naples to go to a Sonic. That's, that's pretty sad. That's a very sad commentary on South Florida, isn't it? Several days ago, I commented briefly on some recent statements that have been made by some members of Congress about Iraq. And it's important to make this point at the outset. The President of the United States purposely misled the American people on pre-war intelligence. Uh -huh. American soldiers and Marines serving in Iraq go out every day into some of the most dangerous and unpredictable conditions. These brave Americans were sent into battle for a deliberate falsehood. Pre-war information was distorted to corrupt the oil for food program. There is no denying that the president lied to the American people. This is revisionism of the most corrupt and shameless variety. It's also something I enjoy. It's one of the reasons I've stayed in the business, and I believe the feeling is probably the same for most of us in public life. The president and his administration hate our country and hate the liberties for which we stand. They dwell in the shadows have no regard for the laws of warfare, and feel unconstrained by any standard of morality. The President of the United States is dishonest and reprehensible. Absolutely. None of us should want it any other way. Amen. Thank you very much. Amen. Happy Pesach. We'll be eating no trace. Gee, I'm eating bacon. Uh, is it Pesach yet or what? No. Is it soup yet? I just finished it. Look at that calendar and see when it's Pesach, what day we officially start. Passover, baby. The Last Supper, that's where Jesus was. He was having the Last Supper, a little bit too much wine, I think. That's why they started telling all them ridiculous fairy tales. And then somebody at the end of the table yelled out to Jesus, and he got really P.O.'d. Anyway, Brandon wants to make sure you understand that uh, he thinks our morning show blows. He doesn't want the audience he, to think he's oh, going to take the audience. Well, I got, you know, a whole bunch of stuff here, you know. But he also reminds me, oh, not another one. <laughs> oh, you're not getting distracted by that stuff again, are you? Yes, I am i got some fine friends on there. Let's see. So, oh, yeah, those were the days at Swenson's. you remember Swenson's? I do. Now, are they out of business? I'm go sure there. I don't gone. know. I haven't been down there in the dog's age. What do you mean down there? Well, what does that mean? There's still one by Sunset in US 1, I believe. Really? Well, that's the only one that I knew about. There was There's a Swenson's one? at Sunset? Oh, no. They, they used to be all over the place. There was one not that far from me in Plantation, Swenson's. I, I don't know it was uh, such a big deal. I remember there was Feral's, which I hated that place. I'm not talking about Feral. I'm talking about Feral's ice cream. Mm-hmm. Where the big thing was, if it was your birthday, they'd come by with all like the, um, like a little fireworks show there. They had all the sparklers, you know, and all, the, and they'd come by and sing happy birthday and embarrass the hell out of you, know. Right. Especially if you're like 40. They, you know, it's one thing if you're like six years old. They would do that at Swenson's. They did that too? Embarrass you somehow, yeah. Hmm. Boy, this band, kind of like what the Beasleys do. <laughs> you work for them. Yeah, same thing. There are a lot of people that want to embarrass the living crap out of you. It doesn't have to be your birthday. You know, yesterday, I will say this to you. And I, I alluded to it on the air, and I'm sure you thought I was joking because I've, I've done that before. I wasn't joking at all. Okay. When I said I was as close to getting up and saying to you, it's, it's all yours, and just walking out. Nice. Well, it probably wouldn't have been so nice, but I came close to doing that. 
And then I thought to myself, why the hell should I do that? I'm not right. going to screw myself. Why should I screw myself, even if I was like a double-jointed like Ron Jeremy? Why should I do that? Because the callers are a bunch of idiots. Because South Florida is basically a bunch of mouth-breathing morons, okay, who want to use this show as like a play toy. Hi, Ron! Hi, Chamba! And then when I found out that one of our former salespeople is also involved in this uh, high jinx and low jinx, it doesn't surprise me. Because birds of a feather act crazy together. That's what it boils down to. And this radio station doesn't want to really do a damn thing except maybe send a few meaningless letters out. Oh, you better stop or we're going to take away your right. ice cream. From our we're going to take away your lollipop. I beg your pardon? From our non-attorney. From our non-attorney over there in uh, Naples, yeah. She probably couldn't find Sonic with both hands, that bitch. But anyway, uh, yeah, so she sends a couple letters out and they're just making fun of her. It's a big joke, you know. So what this station does is they allow about a half a dozen idiots, lunatics... To destroy this show, which is the number one show on the station and number one uh, money producer, and uh, the ratings magnet has been for nine years, and they don't care. They won't lift a finger. And then when people like Don Sherwood and his female accomplice that have been uh, driving us nuts here for uh, for days now, put him on the air. Why won't you put him on the air? Uh, and they call up corporate over there, belly aching about uh, I won't put him on the air, and I'm threatening his life, and all this other wild, fantastic crap. And it's like, oh, well, gee, we better check this out, you know. So rather than come and help us here on the show and give us the assistance that we're supposed to have and help us do the Neil Rogers show, what they're doing is they, they always side with the enemy, see? Oh, yeah, you're mm -hmm. right. you got a good point, and he shouldn't have said, we'll have to check it out. So we're, we're, if, if anybody thinks I'm exaggerating when I say we do this show under a handicraft every day, you're in a dream world. These people give us nothing. Well, they give us something. It's called a headache. That's what they give me. Paycheck showed up, though. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And I just want to put them on notice. See, when you, when you work for people for a long time, or even if they're good people, even if you don't work a long time for them, you know, a reasonable amount of time, a year, ten years, whatever, mm -hmm. you don't want to leave them in the lurch. So, you know, if if you want to be a decent person, you don't say, well, I'm going to just walk out. You know, you give, I'll say I'll give them six months notice or I'll give them three months. You know what I'm saying? What do you say? I'm saying that's generally what decent people do. They don't just leave somebody hanging in the lurch. But I just want these people to know, including fat-ass Joe Bell. Yeah, my check showed up, Joe, believe me. He, he calls and leaves a voicemail for me yesterday on my BlackBerry. I don't talk to people on my BlackBerry, Joe, okay? You have that number. It, it, call me on my regular phone, like like a mensch. But at any rate, uh, just, just double-check and making sure I got my check. Not about all this other business and about how I damn near walked out of here yesterday because the phone is a disaster on this show and on this station and because they won't lift their finger and do a damn thing about it. Not about that or anything that really counts. Because he really believes when I say that all I care about is my check showing up on time. And you know what? As of this moment, that's all I do care about. If we get a point zero 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 one, mm -hmm. they still got to pay us. You know what I mean? Right. And they evidently don't care. And just like that business that Chris was telling us yesterday when he was trying to start trouble. Yeah, that's what I do. Just relax. Okay, don't, don't get all sensitive now. I'm finishing my bacon. Well, he's upset because he's been blackballed. He's been bald? You should have seen the guy that did it to him, too. If he was blackballed, maybe it was Roy Foster. <laughs> Remember those days, man. Yeah, he was Remember teabagged. Those days. Roy! Uh, yeah. But that's a long time ago. That goes back to the whole screw and business. That was kind of screwy. There was a lot of screwy Louis stuff going on back then. But at any rate, 810 votes on the poll. We got 1,000 licked easy. We got the Marlin game at 1250. What's not to like? Isn't that a good way to look at things? Sure. Huh? Sure, I got these cough drops. 
Life's great. Got all my uh, buddies there on my MySpace page. Everybody's in a good mood today. I'm in a great mood. Life is sweet. We're talking ice cream. Talking about the Beasleys. Marlins and the Orioles at 12.50. We got Hank at, uh, now let's see, is that correct or is that a mistake on there? Because they keep changing these things. Oh, at the Sony Erickson Tennis uh, Tournament. Wow. After the Marlin game. Tennis. Yeah, uh, last week it was golf. This week it's tennis. Isn't this ladies' tennis? Or is but this both? Men's and women's. Men's and women's. Is uh, Andy Roddick there? I hey, Andy. Think so. Love you, Andy. What? Hey, he's there. I heard the promo. Andy's there. Love Andy Roddick. Let's take him away from that damn girlfriend of his. Hey, Andy. Uh, Panther preview at 6.30, and the Panthers at the Lightning, 7 o'clock tonight. You know, one of the things that's really killing us, and I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but since they decided to go really El Cheapo and basically shut the station down at 10 o'clock at night most nights, uh, and we got that ESPN radio garbage on there, I mean, even if we did have a morning show, and, of course, we got the big, oh, rock solid from 5 to 7, but between him and the uh, other morning show, the Kenyonville morning uh, disaster, uh, they haven't got a Chinaman chance in L anyway because there's nobody listening to this station at 5 o'clock in the morning. Because when they wake up in the morning, they've already gone somewhere else. Because we, we give up at 10 o'clock at night most nights. Once in a while, we got something on late, the game or something. Or Eddie K might be on 9 to midnight like Thursday. But generally speaking, 10 o'clock at night, we throw in the towel. And we put just open up a pot and put ESPN radio on there, which means anybody who's like in their car driving around, driving home from an all-night drunk or whatever, like uh, 1 in the morning or midnight, uh, they're not going to be listening to us because we are waving the white flag of surrender. We're going to put ESPN radio on there because uh, it don't cost us nothing. Well, you know, that's the short-term view of it. Don't cost us nothing. But in the long run, it's like, you know, 10 o'clock. We should, we should have an announcement. I'll record it. I'll record it for the audience. 10 o'clock, we can play it every night. You know what we say? Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, to the entire South Florida radio audience. I, I just, again, I'm thinking out loud here today. I'm very big on that, thinking out loud, letting the chips fall where they may. <laughs> the cow chips fall where they may. Let's talk about ice cream. You know, yesterday I had a pint of haagen banana nut. I was so depressed that when I got off of this show at 2.15... I went across to my little uh, market, my Chinese market, convenience store, and got me a pint of it, and it works. It's a drug, man. Sugar is a drug, as if that's a surprise. There's a bulletin for you, and I felt so much better. Isn't that good? That's great. Hey, this is the reward for the late nights and the weekend hours. This is the reward for making sure you were always first to arrive and last to leave. This is the reward for your talent and your potential. Ever since you were young, you knew what you wanted, you knew what it was going to take to get it. So go ahead, call Mercedes-Benz and Pompano at 1-800-NEW-BENZ and begin the most exceptional adventure in buying a car. Mercedes-Benz and Pompano is more than just a purchase. It's the ultimate reward, the ultimate trophy. You don't need to show the world you're successful. They already see that. This is for you. This is where you always wanted to be, behind the wheel of a finely crafted Mercedes-Benz that doesn't just fulfill needs, it anticipates them. Right now, explore the stunning 2007 GL450, winner of Car and Driver's Best Luxury SUV Award. Call 1-800-NEW-BENZ and learn more. Make an appointment, let a Mercedes-Benz at Pompano Professional make your time count. Call 1-800-NEW-BENZ, N-E-W-B-E-N-Z, 1-800-NEW-BENZ today. This is the reward. This is Mercedes-Benz of Pompano. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. Tuesday, 560 QAM and the Florida Marlins invite you to Rivals Waterfront Sports Grill in Hollywood from 7 to 9 p.m. for the 2007 Fantasy Baseball Forum. GM Larry Pinefest will take your questions on the upcoming season from 7 to 7.30, followed by our Fantasy Baseball panel, including Orlando Alzagari, Craig Mish, Roxy Bernstein, Will Manso of Channel 10, Curtis Stevenson, and more. There will be raffle prizes and giveaways, including tickets for opening weekend against the Phillies, presented by the Florida Marlins and Sports Radio 560 QAM.
For those people who say size doesn't matter, well, it does. Of course, I'm talking about the new 2007 Lincoln Navigator L with 128 cubic feet of cargo space and over 15 inches behind the third row seat. There's plenty of room for whatever you're carrying. And because of the Lincoln, you get the luxury and warranty you've come to expect. Lease a new Navigator for only $4.99 a month for 39 months at South Florida's biggest Lincoln Mercury dealer, Heinz Lincoln Mercury, I-75 and Sheridan Street. Being a mom with kids, car seat, and strollers doesn't mean giving up style. Introducing the new Lincoln MKX with seating for five, plenty of storage, and a panoramic glass roof. My dream of staying stylish is reality. Lease a new MKX for only $3.99 a month for 39 months at South Florida's biggest Lincoln Mercury dealer, Heinz Lincoln Mercury, I-75, and Sheridan Street. For lease low customers, Navigator 3700 down, total payments 19461, MKX 3100 down, total payments 15641. Call 877-204-4099 for details. Here we go here for the finest beer in the business, Presidente Imported Beer. And listen, for years, I've been telling you about my favorite beer, Presidente, the finest beer in the business. Well, now I want to talk to you about the best light beer in the business, Presidente Light. The tradition continues. Presidente Light is a smooth-tasting beer with lots of character. It's the way light beer should taste. Smooth, bold, and with the character you've come to expect from Presidente. Let's face it, folks, the beer industry, it's full of watered-down light beers, but Presidente Presidente Light is a full body light beer. So on your way home today, stop by the supermarket and treat your friends, family, and how about yourself to the finest light beer in the business, Presidente Light, the full body light beer. What an amazing combination. The choice is yours, Presidente and Presidente Light. It's the big O's choice. It's the best choice. Presidente or Presidente Light. Bell South Small Business simplifies your voice, data, and network experience so you can stay focused on your business. So when you are ready to get everything you need from one company, just go with Bell South. Listening, answering. Monday nights from 7.30 to 10 p.m. Sports Radio 560 QAM presents our Major League Baseball season preview show. Hosted by Dave Van Horn, Roxy Bernstein, and Jesse Agler. They'll give you the latest on the Florida Marlins and an outlook for the 2007 season with manager Freddie Gonzalez and GM Larry Beinfest. Plus player interviews and a look around the American and National League. That's Monday night from 7.30 to 10. Our Major League Baseball season preview show. Right here on Sports Radio 560. Sports Radio QAM. Log on to WQAM.com to play Hank's Pick the Ponies contest. It's your chance to win. The callers. Oh! Absolutely. <sighs> hey, there we go. Hey, y'all. My name is Clarence Eugene Thomas, President Bush's nominee for the Supreme Court. And you know, there's lots of people out there that think just cause. I smoked a little marijuana when I was in college. Hell, it wasn't nothing but a pen joint. Hell, maybe a cigar side joint. I don't remember, y'all. That they don't think I'm fit to be on the Supreme Court. Hey, I got the munchies. Let's do this quick and get out of here. I want to set y'all straight. When I stop reviewing the law, I don't just review the law. Hell, y'all. I be token. And I token it to the east. And I toke it to the west And I toke it while I look up Sandra Day O'Connor's dress Robbie Token I'll bet you are <laughs> Let's go burn one, y'all Yeah, let's go burn one out on the patio, okay? Let's go burn somebody's, uh, like that What was her name? Shamika or whatever her name was Whatever uh, 1032 at QAM Marlin Baseball at 1250 Oh Wow, I better talk fast 
So your buddy Chris is back. He only he only uh, now uh, injects himself when the show is on. You know, because he's a hand bone and he wants I to be see. talked about. That's all right. So he's back on our MySpace, and he's also got a pool idea. What is your favorite sexual position? Needless to say, I can't read some of the some of the choices right. he put on here. But he says, uh, so evidently we can see where he's at, where his mind is at. Uh -huh. He's also uh, very excited about coming up here and being my nurse. I can see that. So uh, the ticket will be on the way, sweetheart. Okay, now what the hell was I saying when I was ripping these bastards they deserve? Although, I, let me just say this. Remember how they were warning us about all the crime and the murder and mayhem was going to happen if we ever got slot machines in South Florida? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. getting off at 1250 today, I could go to Woodbine today. I could go do a Woodbine Tuesday. You think it might change my luck? I don't know. During the next break, I think we're going to call my cab man, my uh, Lebanese terrorist cab guy. And I'm going to say, uh, see you at uh, 1 o'clock, man. How's that sound? Woodbine Tuesday sounds like a wiener to me. What do you think? Just, what do you uh, think, Chris? Let me know so I can change the, uh, the poll. Sounds good. Change the poll? Oh, that's right. If I do that, I got to. Uh, nah, that's all right. I can. I can. Because uh, that that way, I would have to like fax the new one to Eric right now. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Well, I can do that during the break. I can fax him the one for tomorrow. See, people don't realize the tremendous sacrifice that I have to make when we do this uh, the wood woodbine stuff. Not just losing all that money. Anyway, getting back to uh, Hallandale, if we must. Police said a man was dead at Gulfstream Park Racing Casino early this morning. Police spokesman Andrew Casper said the victim was Spanish-speaking. What a surprise. But provided no details on the death which occurred shortly after 6 o'clock this morning at dormitories that housed some employees of the track at 901 South Federal Highway. Uh, initial reports from rescue workers was that the victim was stabbed to death. Oh, my God. How do you like that? See, I knew that once they let the evil one-armed bandits in, isn't that what they kept warning us? The Herald and the Sun Sentinel and all these other goody two-shoes, yeah. a-holes out there. Oh, if we have casino gambling, the sky is going to fall in. Oh, all this crime and the mafia will be here and all this other stuff, you know. This in a town where Meyer Lansky used to walk his dog all the time on Collins Avenue and lived in Hellendale. Everybody knew where the hell he was. And they're worried about the mafia. How about Golden Beach? Remember those days where every home in Golden Beach, there was some uh, guy with his nose out of joint living there? No, I don't remember. Well, I sure do. I've been around long enough. I've been around the block a few times in this town. Let me tell you right now. That's what I heard. And if it sounds like I'm a little P.O.'d and fired up today, you bet your sweet ass I am, okay? Because after what this audience did yesterday, and again, most of it is like five or six the same idiots out there. And this radio station, like, you know, we were funny that we were talking about that at the beginning of the show yesterday. We just don't care, WJDC. Right. We just don't care. And they don't. They don't. This to them is like a money machine, man. Speaking of woodbine, it's just a money machine. Go out and you know, hire a hundred different salespeople. Stick them out on the street and sell spots. And then just load up the log with this. And then, of course, on a morning show, assuming it had any chance in the first place, which it doesn't, but assuming that it did, have bring all these losers in Ira Windbag and Drew Rosenstein, Kranz, uh, Schwartz, and, and let them do their spots, too. So, so we got 15 different people doing live spots in the morning to make sure that even if somebody wanted to listen, there's no show content in between, you know, straight or not straight or the uh, oblong table and other crap, you know. I'm just mentioning those things. I'm, like I told you, thinking out loud. That Maybe that's the whole new show. Neil Rogers thinks out loud. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. Because as far as your phone calls, man, I wouldn't wish them on Heinrich Himmler and Osama Yamama. That, that, that's how I feel about it. And I'm not just talking about yesterday. I'm talking about ever since we've been on this radio station. There are no callers on this station. they got 20 of the sports callers that call us the same stupid crap every day. You think the uh, Dolphins are going to get a real quarterback? You think Brady Quinn's going to be there naked with the Dolphins this uh, fall? All this other stupid garbage. Yeah, and then, and then well, you see what we got. Hi, Ron. Chumba. That's, that's what we got. Prozac. That's, that's what we got. And then we got a, well, that's George. Would, uh, yeah. 
That, that's it. That, that's a medley of horror. Am I right? Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm not getting carried away here today. I'm not over, uh, you know, uh, uh, hyperventilating. Although I could use some ice cream. Don't do it. What a shame that I'm diabetic. You know, man, I, if I could tell you how much I love ice cream. Oh, God. Well, that's probably that's how you about. got to be diabetic in the first place. That's correct. By being fat and eating a lot of ice cream and candy and pizza, pasta. Oh, all these, uh, all these things. That's right. 843 votes on the poll. I don't, I don't want to read that thing. Oh, this thing from Largo before I get back to my rant. I'm just getting started, and we still got two hours and 13 minutes. Plenty of time. In fact, let me reach over, because I see there's a couple lines flashing there. Let me reach over and shut that thing off so I'm not tempted to punch one up. It's not going to happen. And I'm not going to make that, uh, you know, that Sherman-esque statement about And I've done it before and said I'll never take another call on the show. I'll do whatever the hell I want to do. How do you like that? And maybe someday I'll surprise you. And I'm going to do it the way I did there for a little while, and it worked out just fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Have a whole pile of my good bedtime stories here and, and just sit here and rant and rave about whatever I'm uh, bent out of shape about. And once in a while, maybe I will reach over and punch one up. Or maybe not. All but right, basically, then. it's a cacophony of idiots who have nothing to say, and they've made this show a hobby. This is their hobby. This is their life. I have no life. Right, so they made this show their life. Remember I commented on that yesterday about yeah. the four solid hours? It, it doesn't stop. Monday, Tuesday, Saturday. I mean, you know, if we were on on a weekend, they'd be doing it every single day. That's their life. And I'm not, I'm not going out like a clown, I'll tell you that right now. I've got almost two years left of this. 31 years I've got invested in this market. And this this is Joe Bell and Bruce Beasley and, and these people's ideas of the Neil Rogers show of what I'm going to do on the air. You people are crazy people. You're crazier than the callers. I'll tell you that right now. We got one phone line on there. It's been out of service for two years. They can't be worried about that. They just don't care. Like I started to say before I interrupted myself, it's just a money machine. Go out there and sell a zillion spots and crank up that money machine, baby, and that's it. And to hell with everything else. And let's make sure we give a lot of money away to the Marlins and try to get the Dolphins back and see how many millions we can pay them and how much more we can lose on that again and the Panthers, which nobody listens to, and all this other stuff. Stop and think about it. When you come right down to it, we have more things on this radio station uh-huh. that nobody cares about. White than elephants. Any st- what? White elephants. Yeah. We got more white elephants than have ever been uh, invented in God's little green earth, or whatever, however that thing goes. City commissioners early Saturday made the firing of a city manager in Largo, Florida, who was seeking a sex change operation despite pleas from dozens of impassioned supporters to save his job. After a six-hour hearing, the commissioners decided to fire 48-year-old Steve Stanton after his announcement that he planned a new life as a woman. The move came after the commission voted 5-2 to two last month to suspend him with pay. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to become a woman. I'm going to lose a lot of weight. I'm going to grow gigantic breasts. I'm going to start doing hormone therapy, and I'm going to uh, become a woman. I'm uh, going to be lovely. Huh? You're going to turn into your mom. I already have. <laughs> commissioners... <laughs> you mean glo- gloom and doom, Millie? Oh, I can just see you... <laughs> Now, in a wig. <laughs> don't go smoring around now. Oh, God. You know something? The fact, the fact that I turned out, that I'm sitting here right now, <laughs> hey, and I'm as successful both. as I have been in life, and I'm still alive, that's a major miracle. If, if this audience only knew, they think they know something, you know? If you only knew. All you Jewish guys out there who had to survive the Jewish mother, the, the, the whole deal, the gloom and doom routine, the kvetch routine. Oh, God, how did I survive it? So I think I'm, you know, for an old fag Jew, I'm doing pretty good. Happy Pesach, by the way. Did you guys ever find out for me what day officially starts Passover? April 2nd. April 2. See, Monday. Monday is Passover. And you're not letting me play this off. There's a lady 
Don't have time for the whole thing. She's an Orthodox Jew, and she needs to buy bread that is unleavened. Oi! And let me remind all you Jews out there, if you eat trafe, if you're eating that bread, man, if you eat leavened bread on Pesach, not only are you going to burn in hell, but just like that uh, chicken they uh, grill there on that guy's porch, you're going to, like the bacon I just made, you're going to be extra crispy in hell. How do you like that? Not just burning in hell, you're going to be extra crispy and probably have like a little lispy. How do you like that? You fairy. Yeah, all them people with the pitchforks down there are going to be looking at you going you fairy. like that. Mackinac, this is Joe Bo the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil Gaw. Down, 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 down. Market's going down, down, down. on the poll on the world-famous, legendary Neil Rogers show. We're going just here to fill a little time up to Marlins Baseball at 12.50 when every dial in South Florida is going to go in the off position, as they say. In the off position. No, I wouldn't okay. say that. Because it's true. Oh. Okay, we don't want to hear about this uh, guy, this uh, girl, or whatever he is in, uh, <laughs> seeks to be in uh, Largo. What would you expect? A bunch of mugwumps. Anybody know where Largo is? It's just west of Tampa, by the way. It's uh, up yonder. It's over on the West Coast, which ain't the best coast. In fact, in Florida, there is no best coast, but that sure ain't it. You know what I mean? If you were looking for the best coast, it sure wouldn't be over there. Tampa, Lutz, Temple Terrace, Largo, Brandon, Barstow. I think the Polish have a word for all of those places. F-E-H. Fe is the word. <laughs> I didn't know that Fe. was Polish. Oh, it is. I just, well, I just made that up. This is a good article here by Harold Meyerson. I don't want to, like, I, I want to ramble a lot. I want to rip the Beasleys and ask that they deserve in Joyce. And Clarence, of course, who's nothing but a Quizzler. Right. Uh, we you know, we could rejoice. Yeah, let's rejoice, okay? If we, if we hung her ass out from a fag pole outside the building, everybody would rejoice. Oh, yeah. Let's say a prayer. Let's put our hands together. Oh, happy day. <laughs> but anyway, Harold Meyerson says, Did God create them male and female and gay? Science is stealing up on America's religious fundamentalists, causing much alarm. Consider the dilemma of the Reverend Albert R. Albert Moeller, Jr., president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville and a leading figure in the Southern Baptist firmament. Writing in his blog this month, Moeller acknowledged that the direction of research increasingly points to the possibility that a biological basis for sexual orientation exists. Should sexuality be determined in utero, Moeller continued, that still wouldn't justify abortion or genetic engineering. Nonetheless, however... As Moeller noted in a later blog post, his admission that the data suggests that homosexuality may be genetically determined as hair color produced a torrent of irate email from his fellow evangelical Christians. 
Up to now, the preferred theory among Christian conservatives has been that homosexuality is behaviorally induced and thus can be unlearned. Right. That gave added moral weight to the biblical proscriptions of gay and lesbian sex and to the Bible's condemnation of homosexuality as a sin, though for those who believe in biblical uh, inerrancy, no added moral weight was necessary. But once you recognize homosexuality as a genetic reality, it does create a theological dilemma for the molars among us, for it does mean that God is making people who in the midst of what others may morally uh, be, ex let, let me say it again, who in the midst of what may otherwise be morally exemplary lives have a special and inherent predisposition to sin. Moro's response is that since Adam's fall, sin is the condition of all humankind. That sidesteps, however, the conundrum that a gay person may follow the same God-given instincts as a straight person, let's assume fidelity and the desire for church satisfaction in both cases, and end up damned while the straight person ends up saved. Indeed, it means that a gay person's duty is to suppress his God-given instincts, while a straight person's duty is to fulfill his. Moeller's deity, in short, is the god of double standards, a god who enforces the norms and fears of a world before science, a god profoundly ignorant of or restrained to the arc of American history, which is the struggle to expand the scope of the word men in our founding declaration that all men are created equal. This is a god who in earlier times was invoked to defend segregation and before that slavery. This is a God whom vast numbers of self-professed believers, not to mention its non-believers such as I, neither heed nor like very much, especially the young, who in growing numbers support gay marriage and certainly don't consider gay coupling any more sinful than the new straight coupling. That said, this God still commands millions of followers, among them General Peter Pace, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff of Old Time Religion, who recently declared homosexuality immoral in an interview with the Chicago Tribune. Indeed, this God commands so many followers that the initial tendency of presidential candidates who know better was to duck when they were asked last week about the morality of gay sex. Senator Swillery Clinton, when first asked if homosexuality was immoral, answered that it was for others to conclude, before writing herself to say that she didn't think being gay was immoral. Senator Barack Obama, according to Newsweek, avoided a direct answer three times before coming to his senses and disagreeing with Pace. The spokesperson for Senator John Straight Talk Express McCain said that the senator thinks such questions are a matter of conscience and faith for people to decide for themselves. Such political and moral contortions are hardly confined to presidential candidates. In Utah, a new law requires school principals to police student organizations to ensure that there's no discussion of human sexuality, though experts believe the topic may still come up among teenage students. Lest it seem discriminatory, the statute applies to every student group under the sun, but it's entirely a reaction to the formation of gay-straight clubs at Utah high schools. There is, however, no ban as yet on high school biology teachers discussing the biological basis of homosexuality, and as the data confirming this thesis continue to mount, that could confront even those of Pace's persuasion with Moeller's conundrum. How to reconcile a God who creates homosexuals with a God who condemns practicing homosexuals to hell? A mysterious God may be well and good, but a capricious or contradictory God can inspire so much doubt that he threatens the credibility of entire religious enterprise. After all, there are a few American believers who don't profess at least some faith of the verities of proven science and the rightness of our nation's credo commitment to human equality. By insisting that God is a spiteful homo-hater, his followers saddle him with ancient phobias and condemn him to the backwaters of American moral life. Harold Meyerson, he's editor-at-large of American Prospect and the L.A. Weekly. Pretty good article when you come right down to it. Yes, it was. A little bit on the Yay. side, but, you know, what, what do you expect? What do you expect on this show, anyway? How do you expect, like, straight talk on this show? Straight talk my ass, baby. Straight we got up. some straight talk for you. Straight to uh, the ball game. Straight to give me the ball, give me the ball. That's what we talk about. Straight guys that take showers together in the locker room and pat each other on the ass. Have you seen some of the pictures we've got on our uh, MySpace page, by the way? Some of those guys grabbing each other's crotch. 
those soccer players yeah, and this other that. crap going on. What the hell is that all about? Huh? That One thing to uh, say, give me the ball, yeah. give me the ball. I didn't know those are the balls they were talking about. Well, there you go. Yeah. See, you learn, live and learn every day. Give me the ball. No? Give me the balls. Uh, uh, uh. Watch it now. You're going to get joist if you don't watch yourself. You're going to get joist. That's another thing, man, about this company. You know, I sat here yesterday. I, I don't want to go through it again, what I went through yesterday. The idea that because you work for people who just don't care enough to even lift a finger to give you any any assistance, you know, when somebody won't give you a lift a finger to give you assistance, then you know you're dealing with ungrateful bastardos who just they just haven't got a clue. They think they know something. See that those are the people, no matter what kind of uh, work you're doing, and I'm sure a lot of you understand what I'm saying. The people who think they know something and obviously don't, those are the dangerous people. Just like these religionists that this guy was just writing about. Same thing. They think they got the answers. They think they know what the God this and the Bible and all this other horse crap. And therefore, they're dangerous because they got all the answers. Don't confuse them with the truth or anything that might like stand in the way of their stupidity. And that's the way it is here with Jolly Joe Bell. Oh, gee, Neil, just checking to make sure your check showed up. Yeah, like that. Yeah, meanwhile, how about all the other stuff going on here? You quizzling, you simpleton man, you fat ass, you clown, you. 885 votes on the poll. Here's the result so far. We're not doing uh, that one about sexual positions. Sorry about that. I think Chris is maybe a little uh, either undersexed or oversexed today. I'm not sure which it is, you know. When people start getting a little bit too hysterical about it, it means either A, they're not getting any, or B, maybe they're getting too much. Well, you're sitting perfectly there's... still right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Is he really? My idea of it, why, did he send you something on there? Oh, you're, we're talking about different Chris's. Not that Chris. I'm talking <laughs> about your good friend Chris. Don't be dissing him again. He, he listened to the tape from Friday's show when you were saying that he disappeared and that he was a phony. And, well, yeah, well, when I, I know I didn't yet. say that. My idea of an ideal vacation is jetting off to another country, 233, a week and a half to go, baby, and adios. Oh, God. I might not come back this time. I might, I might like, sneak off to Berlin and go on a one-man search party. And if I find who I'm looking for, I guarantee you, you will never, ever see this child again. I trust me when I tell you. A tropical island sounds good, 142. A cross-country excursion, 76. Staying home, drinking beer, watching TV, 74. How exciting. A Vegas casino, 69. Leaving the spouse and kids at home and going alone, 61. Yeah, to someplace really like nice, like Amsterdam. Sounds good. A sea cruise, 51, 61. A beach, 42. Ski resort, 35. Camping out, 32. I hate this poll has got... About 30, man. 3.3%. Not too bad. They like it. And like I said, at the beginning of the show, George is supposed to ask... Do you like it? And he forgot, but he apologizes. Sorry. Visiting Relatives 14, a theme park 12, and a safari only 9. Unless, of course, it's a surfing safari. A safari. Well, I mean, I don't know. What? I just don't understand that. Different strokes for different folks, all that other crap. Well, but you don't like animals. Well, who, what do you mean I don't like animals? I mean, you like dogs and everything like that, but do you want to, like, you know, run around with the lions and whatnot? No. no Maybe a giraffe or two. Or like, um... Or a wildebeest? A wildebeest sounds really good to me. Your show. <laughs> This is your brain. You, 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 Any questions? All the world loves a cloud. So this April Fool's Day, this radio station is going to make a fool out of you. That's right. We're going to turn you into a laughing star. Ah, ah, ah. Just be the tenth caller when you hear this sound. And we'll yank your pants down around your ankles, tie your hands behind your head, paint a smiley face on your butt cheeks, and lock you out of your house. You'll be the center of attention in no time. Remember, they're not laughing at you. They're laughing with you. With you and your butt cheeks. 
Employees of this radio station are not eligible to be made fools of since they've already done quite a good job making fools of themselves every day on the air. Employees who nevertheless wish to drop their pants in public are encouraged to do so after leaving the station property. Be an April Fool. Keep listening for your chance to win. It's 11.01 at 5.60 WQAM. I know how to cure that homosexuality, baby. It has something to do with the... I'm not exactly sure what part goes where, but it has something to do with that. Anyway. Title with approved credit. And anointing with oil. Hands, man, that's exactly what I have in mind right now. 915 votes on the poll. My idea of an ideal vacation is... Jetting off to another country, 300, 243. You know something? I think I think I am going to say it, even though I can change my mind anytime I want. I need those calls like I need hemorrhoids, okay? Speaking of uh, oh. that. If you didn't have hemorrhoids, just, uh, you know, you'd be bored. You ever had hemorrhoids? Um, I think I, I might have. You think? I, I guess the no. Then you never had them, okay? All right. don't, don't give me this. I you guess think the you no. Had. It must have been a pimple or a boil then. Yeah. Anyway, my idea of an ideal vacation, jetting off to another country, 243. A tropical island, 144. A cross-country excursion, 80. Staying home, drinking beer, watching TV, 75. A Vegas casino, 70. Let's go plunge our guts out. Oh, and I forgot you didn't have remind me to call my uh, buddy. Oh, yeah. My cab, uh, my cab guy. I'll remind you next time, if I Why? remember. Well, you see, maybe that would be pushing it too far, Woodbine <laughs> Tuesday, because then I got Woodbine Wednesday, and then Thursday we got another ball game. Yeah, that's right. You've got to scare the homosexuality out of those people. That's what you got to do. Why don't you just go to, like, a video arcade and play Dance Dance Revolution or something? be better for you. Or play Deeper. something. Yeah. That's what happens in them video arcades. They play something. Or not, I'm not yeah. talking about the kind you're talking about. Right. They have slots there. That's where Mark Potter, or Mark Foley, whatever his name is. <laughs> oh, Mark Potter. He might hang out there, too, that right. lady. A different kind of slots. That was a Freudian. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. Oop. Yeah. Boy, somebody just stood up real fast now I said that. <laughs> Well, I got a whole bunch of stuff going. This is quite a day today. This is a good. This is a good turnaround. That's a bad expression, though. See, what, what have I always told you about how? Uh, what, what's the word I use? I don't know. Resilient. Well, oh, okay. Resilient. How I always bounce back from adversity. That, that's yeah. adversary. Adversary. Adversity. Whatever the word is. Yeah. Rubbery. No, not rubbery. Okay. More flabby. Chewy. Well, that ice cream Gr- is not grizzly. a that was not a good idea. I don't no, think don't, I, don't do I, don't think I want to go to Woodbine today. That's, see, that's a bad idea. I think maybe a better idea would be to go out and practice kind of like rubbing that homosexuality off onto somebody else. <laughs> well, isn't that how you get rid of it? <laughs> I think that's how you catch it. <laughs> yeah. Sure, that's how you do it. I think that's how you like make you it like spread. Your arm, you know, that, here, let me just rub this disease off onto you. Here, yeah. well, maybe, maybe that's how it works with the homo stuff, too. I don't know. <laughs> it could be. Well, I think I better start trying harder. 918. Did I, did I actually read this whole thing? I interrupted in the middle of it. I don't know. I got so uh, excited there. Let's see. Sea uh, Cruise, 61. You never did play that. Oh, no. I forgot. Coming up. Sea Cruise, Frankie Ford. It's coming up. A Beach, 42. Yeah, I live in Florida. Let's go to the beach. Unless, unless of course, you're going to Hawaii. Then, then it's well worthwhile. Or some tropical lush island like that. Here's Frankie Ford. See? It's a Sea Cruise, man. Mom. See this? See that? No, not really. I'm looking, but I just all can't see it. Trust me. Don't want to step on Frankie, but I haven't heard this. Well, we play this all the time, though. Yeah. Hey, Frankie. Hey, Poncho, you lunatic. I wonder if he was like uh, black, when you say black, white. Maybe like uh, I don't know. Red Bull. Oh, man, rhythm, kiss in my shoe. 
I see, he sounded kind of like dark to me, Frankie Ford. That was a medley of a smash battle. It was a good song. See, and you didn't play the good part. When he starts going, ooh, ooh, baby, come on. That's right. Up. No. <laughs> now, why did you do that? Oh, just to be an ass. That was bad. Okay, let's see. Uh, Beach 42, Ski Resort 38, Camping Out 32, I Hate This Pole 31, 3.3%. That's not bad for this crowd. Uh, visiting relatives 14, like I said, oh, my God. You people that schlep your kids to visit your relatives every uh, weekend, oh, why do you do that to them? Once in a while, I was able to talk my parents into letting me stay home and not go with them. I mean, you know, when I was like a teenager, 15, 16, you're like, yeah, I've seen those people enough already, you know what I mean? I've seen my uh, cousins and my aunts and uncles and yeah. roaches and rodents. I've seen them all enough. Well, if you and had yourself a, a nice southern there. family. Huh? If you had yourself a southern family. And, of course, when you're a teenager and you talk to your parents and letting you stay home alone, God only knows what kind of things you can be doing. Let's see. A theme park, 13. And a safari, 9 out of 923 votes. Well, we got that 1,000 looked easy today. Man, this is, you know something? I think what I may do, because we're all creatures of habit, you know? Mm-hmm. And I may just stop. I may take that monitor and put it on the floor or something, so I don't even look up there. The one with the phone on it. I yeah. just. I don't have a need for that. You can maybe you know? swivel it around. I mean, I don't want to overdo it going into a big thing about, uh, you know. What? Never taking a call again because mm. I've done that too many times. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Like I said, it's just yesterday was a turning point in my life. And I can see that already today is another turning point in a, di- in a different well, direction. What? I said good. One good turn. The, uh, well, no, that's, see, yesterday was depressing, and today everybody's like cheering me up. All my buddies on here on MySpace, all my friends out there in Radio Land, they're all like uh, cheering me up, and they're like all over me like stink on the Joyce, you know, like that, which is good. Keep it up, guys. Keep it up. Give me a big kiss on the shoulder, you know, and run like hell. See, that's the one thing about all these guys, you know, like they'd be a... Pat on the back, kiss on the cheek. Well, maybe not the kiss on the cheek. Maybe the back of the neck, because then you can run real fast. That's, that's right. it. And I don't blame them, because you know me. I get emotional. I might turn around I and probably like, share, kiss. share my disease with them. I don't want to do that. Neil shares his disease with his good buddies. That's probably not what they had in mind, you know? <laughs> oh, God. And i also got to stop thinking about giving the numbers out, too, because that becomes part of your patter, you know? You know what it's going to be today? It's going to be 70, boys and girls. The sun is shining. Holy moly, rat man, the sun is shining. What is it right now? It's, well, it's only 50 now, but it's going to be 70, 21 Celsius. Is that exciting or what? So definitely not a day to go to Woodbine. This would be a good day to go out there and walk, you know, several miles. And then stop at the Eaton Center and go to Bastard Robbins, you know, and have one of them hot fudge Sundays on... Too bad we don't have uh, Cold Stone Creamer here. It's probably just as well. Yeah, you're right. That, that, that stuff, that, it'll kill you. Mm-hmm. It's real heavy duty. And of course, when you say it'll kill you, what was the one they were making in the beginning that had like the botulism in it or something? Huh? Yeah, because they they made it with eggs or something, and where it was getting contaminated, and there were people not dying, but people getting really sick. Yeah, don't you remember that? I think there it was, was one f- uh, Tomang brand. There was to- one flavor. To- seriously, you're you're funning with me, but there was one flavor that they had to discontinue because there were ingredients in that thing, and they had to uh, stop making it, like with eggs. Eat. 
See, I'm, I'm not like I told you with in Amsterdam when you go by those places, and I, I've told the story a billion times, but it just it just amazes me. How long can food sit out in the open? Like when you go into a buffet, and we don't have too many of those places anymore. At least I don't think so. But remember the places where we used to have like that duffs I always talk about in uh, Pembroke Pines and mm-hmm. places like that, where the food just sits out there for hours and hours and hours. Oh yeah, yeah. How long can it sit out there? And like stuff with mayonnaise in it. Which is strictly for Goyam anyway. By the way, don't be eating no mayonnaise on Pesach. That's my best suggestion to all you people out there. Don't be eating no mayo. Hold the mayo, baby. Hold this. Yeah, I think I've been inspired here today. I think that reading that story and then getting some uh, input here and output, I think it uh, finally gave me an idea of how I'm going to get rid of my homo disease, man. I have to (laughs) transfer it to somebody else. Don't get choked Sorry. up about it now. Yeah, told you I got the bad. Have problem. to lay on hands, man. Lay on the hands. Don't Let forget me just the uh, you, oil. Let you me gotta, transfer my illness yeah, to you. You got to anoint with oil. Remember in the Exorcist, when Father Karras there at the end, he fi- he finally summoned the demon to get out of um, Linda Blair, Reagan. Mm-hmm. Come into me, come into me. And he you know, all of a sudden he went flying out the window and down the stairs, and he, he became quite a head turner on the way down the stairs there. Remember that? Oh yeah. Come into me. And, of course, there's a similar thing here, but I'm not sure it's exactly the same. Anyway, here's uh, Mike Sheehan writes on the Raw story. He said, President Bush is an increasingly lonely figure as his presidency wanes. Conservative commentator and columnist, the unctuous ought to be in jail, Robert Novak says. One of the real outers of Valerie Plame, who ought to be in prison. uh, He ought to be in chains and shackles as we speak. With nearly two years. See, I'm, I'm blaming it on... Who, who was the one? It's Joe Bell. Wasn't he the one that was all gung-ho with the calls and everything? I blame it on him. Keep your nose out of the show, Joe, because your ideas really blow, you know? He's the one that's all... Well, I like the way... Neil, you, know, you know something? After the first 80 million times that you interact with them and tell them you're a jerk and an idiot and a jackass and an a-hole, after that, it's not funny anymore, okay? No more. But anyway... With nearly two years remaining in his presidency, George W. Bush is alone, writes Novak in the Washington Post. In half a century, I haven't seen a president so isolated from his own party in Congress, not Jimmy Carter, not even Richard Nixon, as he faced impeachment, not even Dick Nixon. Novak considers the storm of controversy surrounding Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez the latest in the series of diverse, divisive, events, divisive events that underscores the separation between president and Republicans in Congress. Not many Republican lawmakers would speak up for Gonzalez, even if they were sure Bush would stick with him, Novak says. He's the least popular cabinet member on Capitol Hill, even more disliked than Rumsfeld was. The word most often used by Republicans to describe the management of the Justice Department under Gonzalez is incompetent. Incompetent. Kind of like unbelievable or or unacceptable or unreal or undesirable. Yet congressional Republicans do not trust their president to protect them, writes Novak. That alone is sufficient reason to withhold statements of support for Gonzalez, because such a gesture could be quickly followed by his resignation under pressure. Like Maria Bartiromo used to say, the market's under pressure, pressure. And her eyeballs would like, you know, practically pop out of her head as she was saying it. And the bags under her eyes would make you feel like a real quick trip to Publix. He cites the case of Representative Adam Putnam, Republican of Florida, chair of the House Republican Conference, who praised Donald Rumsfeld in November, only to see him sacked shortly thereafter. Novak says that incompetent is also being used by GOP members to describe the Bush administration in general. Several of them I talked to said that a trifecta of incompetence, the Walter Reed Hospital scandal, the FBI's misuse of the USA Patriot Act, and the U.S. attorney's firing fiasco. He quotes a House leader as saying, we always have claimed that we were the party of better management. How can we claim that anymore? 
The saving grace that some Republicans find in the dispute over U.S. attorneys is that Novak continues, at least temporarily, it draws attention away from debate over an unpopular war. Kevin Drum writes at Washington Monthly's political animal that Novak is right. The deficiencies of the Bush governing style are legion, but when all said and done, I think that the very first critique from the very first administration apostate is going to turn out to be the one that nailed the Bush's presidency core problem. They have a core problem, like an apple, you know, rotten to the core. You've heard that. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like our management here. Kind of like the Beasleys. Kind of like our good friend Joyce. Rotten the to the core, baby. All the way to the end. That's right. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. How's Ron and your buddy, fat boy? Eleven nineteen at five sixty WQM. So I guess, and there's a link that I'm supposed to find on here. I'm, I'm spending half of my time on a computer here, but my close personal friend correspondent out there tells me if I want to get cured on cold stone creamy, just uh, go to that link. And there's evidently some nasty stuff that I should be reading about. Really? That link, uh, make, huh? I said, what really? do you think? And and this, by the way, is somebody that loves that stuff too. It's really interesting. The pot calling the kettle pink. That's what I noticed. Don't eat it. Uh, I, I love it, but don't you eat it because it'll kill you. And that's good advice, though. You know. That is good advice. Yeah, is it? Me, do not go to Bastard Robbins and have that hot fudge Sunday. You crazy person, you. Don't you go to Baskin. Chris? I don't hear him Sorry, it was over at the fax machine. Yeah, don't go yeah. to Baskin Robbins, you crazy person, you. Oh, and speaking but, of the fax machine, that's another thing. You know, this audience, because we keep them abreast of all the inside and inner goings and outer goings, um, they, they would be astonished to realize that the reason, I, you know, I, I spent that money out of my own pocket. Not that it was that much money. I can lose that in about three minutes at Woodbine, you know, a couple hundred bucks. But to get you a nice new all-in-one fax, printer, scanner, a copy or whatever, just like the two I have here, worked like a charm, shows up down there. And uh, did, they, did they actually ever hook it up so that it worked? Yeah. And then the toner ran out of ink because they, well, they, they didn't have any because it's, you know, second hand. Not that that's a bad thing. And so the thing is sitting over there on the table, not connected, not doing anything, because they're too cheap to buy a toner cartridge for it. 
I'm tempted to, to get on uh, Office Depot down there and, and order you like a half a dozen. I, I get them like four or five at a time here. What, what about, kind what of about a company that's supposed to be on a stock exchange, that's supposed to be a listed freaking company, can't afford to buy toner cartridges to make the fax machine work, Mon? That's my question, Mon. We're, huh? on a, uh, we're on a uh, spending freeze. Yeah, we're on a spending freeze now, baby, because we only got 85 million spots every day. We're on a spending freeze. And you want to know why? Because they can see they got the numbers down to nice small numbers now, ones and a twos, like Lawrence Welk number, one, a two, and a three, you know? that's We're the Lawrence Welk station, baby, one, a two, and a three. And, of course, you show me where the three is, and I'll uh, show you a million dollars in cash somewhere in your back pocket. So as a result of that, we're on like a real tight freeze now. No paper clips, no staples, no toner cartridges for sure. I, I just mentioned that in passing because it's another chapter in the ongoing saga of QAM. Neil you know, has to spring the money for a fax machine that works down there so they can like fax and copy and fax and log every morning. All of these, uh, All of these things. things. See, I'm right. I don't need this damn phone over here. What the hell do I need the calls for? Yeah, for that. Oh, yeah, you know, Neil and George are just people wow, hanging up on show, me. Great show, Neil. Yeah. For the Whatever thing. happened to this news anchor? That the yeah, that, that was a good uh, routine, too, they were doing. Anna Squeak and Cambrell Martian and that oh, whole crap. please. The same six people with the same very bad material. And then we got Don and Roberta Sherwood out there, too. Yeah. If you would just put Don Sherwood on the air, Neil, then you'd yeah, then I'd then I'd kill myself. Okay? Outdoor insane asylum. It just goes to show you, though, when you talk about resiliency. Yesterday, I, I, I honestly, I really mean this. For those people who really enjoy the show, or maybe actually even like me personal, which may be two or three people out there, but you know, whatever. I actually felt like getting up and walking out of here because this radio, this company has no interest in doing anything to assist you the, their idea of the way it works is you show up every day and you make magic that's all and they don't have to do anything except pay you that's the responsibility that's is to write you a check and there are and no accessories for other people check. it's a big yeah. fat check trust me when I tell you but that, that's their concept of what it's all about hey do you realize we only have an hour and 27 minutes to go until Marlin baseball time that's to which sweet. I say all right. Boy, then the rain's going to go zooming up there then you'll see I want the entire audience, you know, we have some, some of my uh, correspondents out there that get really depressed when we have these Marlin games on. Oh, geez, Neil, not this Marlin stuff again. We have to turn it off. But you know something? Look at it from my standpoint. Look at it from it's adding days and years to my life so that I can be around nudging you and bugging the crap out of you and, uh, you know, and all this stuff, right? Right. That, that's what it's all about. Don't Man, it's hot in here. I sure hope I don't have the heat on down there. Do you think I have the heat? I don't know. See, that's one thing about the spring. Now, I'm not talking about in Florida. I'm talking about like in a real place like here, the spring. One day it can be like 30 degrees. Mm -hmm. About 30, man. And the next day, like today, it's going to be 70. Right. It's going to be 70 freaking degrees in Toronto today, boys Ooh. and girls. Go up on I the roof and get a tan. I have to go to Lake Ontario and go for a swim. What do you think? Put on my speedo and go for a swim. Well, you float, don't 54. you? 54. But see, 70 today, only 50 tomorrow on Thursday and 59 on Friday with big sun. I always like when you look on the weather and they got the big sun symbol, you know, like not a cloud in the sky like it is right now, man. Oh, There's oh, not a... wait. Thank you, Will. Cookie dough ice cream had the egg in it. And, uh... oh, 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 okay. Well, maybe I won't have to go to that link uh, that uh, my buddy was suggesting I go to. Let me, let me tell you something. Whatever Cookie it is that's in the ice cream that you don't expect to be there is not as dangerous as the stuff that you know is in there to you. Well, what does that mean? The sugar is what's going to kill you. If right. they rolled the ice cream in dog crap, it's the sugar that's going to kill you. Ooh, doggy do ice yeah. cream. I like that. Ooh. Man. What's tiny it taste like? ice cream. Mm -hmm. Hey, tiny. You know something? That's what I need badly. I need a dog. Okay. 
they allow them there in the uh, building? building. Maybe oh, I, I see. Maybe, no, I can't have. There are no pets allowed in this building. No pets at all. Not even. Uh, no. Well, maybe Chris, if like you wanted to come a, up a from DC, so I could pet him a little bit. Huh? Have heavy petting. <laughs> how about how about starting out with light petting would be good. And anything at all would be an improvement. You know, you could take him to the heavy petting zoo. A little something, something sounds good to me. Anyway, let's take a look at that poll and see if we got that thousand votes yet. Oh, we're on the verge, baby. We're right on the verge. We got 900 and uh, I think it was 68. 968, that's exactly what I said. Well, I put my glasses on just to be damn sure. I don't want to be giving out any misinformation here, okay? I don't mind being called an old queen or stuff like that, but if somebody would say, oh, Daniel Rogers, he was like misinformation. Like, like you know, like Joe Bell, mismanagement. Why do they keep showing that picture of that fat cow bitch and her son? You know, it, it aggravates know. me because I don't mind that she's dead. But like right there, he was I'm a nice kid. You know? He was a really nice kid. If he was ugly, of course, I wouldn't have cared at all. See, that's sad. nice telenovelas. That is not good. The fact that, see, I have to admit, oh, promiscuous priest. How do we know that? Was money There's another redundancy. Given to me for the work I was doing. We hear what else he's accused Church of. money for sex. Oh, those are those two Getskis that stole all the money and they were out there screwing around and doing the Lord's mm -hmm. work, man. They were yeah. doing the old, they were doing it for old glory. Hole. 971 votes on the poll, rhymes with hole. And, of course, that Marlin baseball game coming up at 12.50. Not that we're concerned about it. The game's greatest scorers. He was born Thomas Edward Brady, Jr., and he grew to rule a New England dynasty. Three Super Bowl rings, twice Super Bowl MVP, and a playoff resume akin to a first-class ticket to Canton, Ohio. However, his prowess on the gridiron gives way only to his prowess in the bedroom. For late in the 2006 season, Tom Brady achieved the greatest back-to-back -back scoring feat in the modern era. First, he impregnated sultry Hollywood starlet Bridget Moynihan. Then, against all odds, this heroic field general bedded and inseminated lingerie supermodel Giselle Bunchen. And so, in honor of his triumphs between the hash marks and between the sheets, we bequeath the laurels and regale among the game's greatest scorers, number 12, Tom Brady. I just uh, just was able to find this thing, and it's going to make you sick. It's going to make me make sick? You, well, it's going to make you nauseous. Wait, do you go to Cold Stone at all, or what? I've been there once, or uh, and by that I mean somebody brought over ice cream from there once. Okay, now this is this website. I'm not really sure because I got off of this thing, but uh, it's it's one of these health kind of things, like a warning to all these uh, horrible things that are going to kill you. Okay. It says, and it's got a picture of this container. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I wish I wouldn't have printed this out. Well, no, it's probably oh. good. That you did. It's it's a container from Cold Stone, and it's got like a, like a chocolate. Um, what would you call it? Like the outer uh, rim of this thing. Oh, I shouldn't have said rim. I know. The outter uh, part of it is I chocolate, and then the ice cream is inside, all inside the cup. Oh, it says sorry, so Stone Cold Free Creamery fans. See, I can't even read it. I'm so tongue tied. But your favorite ice cream place has CSPI screaming. Now, what is CSPI? That's the website that I just got this off of. Oh, it's um, um, MSNBC. Uh, consumer, what does that stand for, CSPI? I don't know. Safety uh, product information, is that, could that be it? Consumer safety product, I just made that up, but I think that could be it. What do you think? Sounds you good. Say? What's it got to do with my coffee? Well, it's a, it's a health and fitness <coughs> thing. Anyway, going back to this, it says, the group called, called out the founder's favorite combo as extreme. 
But boy, it sure does look good. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, it's extremely good looking. Here's the scoop. It says it starts with a 14-ounce softball. <laughs> it starts out with a 14-ounce softball-sized mound of ice cream placed in a chocolate waffle cone bowl. That's what that is. That thing on the rim. Then topped with pecans, brownie pieces, fudge, and caramel, or as some goyim say, caramel. Was it Chris that was giving me that crap about its caramel? Were you saying that? Uh, I don't think it was me. No. Well, well, you don't care what you call it, just as long as you get to eat it. You're like me. You're caramel, like caramel, whatever. You're like me. You're just a pig. And especially when it comes to sweets, baby. When it comes to sweets, I am bad. And, and that's what's killing me, man. It's not killing me. I'm doing pretty good. Don't I sound human today? Even yes, in spite you do. of those two, those two things of bacon today? Let's see now, if, if I can do it again tomorrow. If I can lay off the ice cream, I'll sound really good tomorrow. I know. Just remember, it's poison. Yeah. What, no shredded coconut, says, or a CSPI? Mm. Where are the gummy bears, Oreos, or Reese's Pieces? See, I'm not big on that, um, all of that chazerai, you know? No shredded coconut's yucky. Shredded coconut? Ugh. Oh, and there's, there's uh, seven more things on there. I'm getting the message here. Well, after I printed this wow. one out, I'm going to vomit. Okay. Really? Thanks, Steve. Just what I needed. It says the founder's favorite checks in at 1,740 calories, 48 grams of saturated fat, even 4 grams of trans fat, four times the healthy amount in a day. And there is no really healthy amount of trans fats. So that's the killer, baby. That's the killer in Manila, even if it's on vanilla. Ask for extra spoons and find some people. It says the dessert equates to five single-scoop ice cream cones. Oh, I could handle that. Now, what is it again? It's the, um, what do they call it? Extreme? Okay. No. Well, what is the name of it? Does it have a name? Know. See, this thing is so poorly written, it really frosts my fat ass. It says your favorite ice cream place has them screaming. Oh, it's Founder's Favorite Combo. Founder's Favorite Combo. My bad. Excuse me. But I'm getting my, my blood sugar is going up just looking at it. And during the break, I'm going to have to like go back on this site and look at the other. How many did he say? There were like four other. You should look at the uh, seven other things on there. Oh, but you know something, I think yesterday, I think they were trying to kill me. I think, you know, with the phone calls and the hysteria and the radio station, all of this stuff, and I got into a very morbid state of mind. And uh, and then today, I think since that, that didn't work, they're trying to do it with uh, ice cream. You think? Yeah, well, they know that's your weakness. Oh, that's one my, of them. Well, that's one of my weaknesses, too. Anything mm -hmm. sweet, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh. I heard it was sour. Yeah, well, sorry, like as in sauerkraut. Is that what you're going to say? Huh? I knew that's where you were going, sauerkraut. Oh, I wasn't thinking that at all. I, just I was. Sour. I was thinking of sweet krauts. That's what I was thinking. Just <laughs> to share. A little, a little sharing isn't all that bad. You know what I'm saying? We've got an hour and 14 minutes to the ball game, and when I click this baby again, we might be at 1,000 votes. It's creeping along, 995. It's coming along, 995. We'll have 1,000 after the break, after I look at the Cold Stone Creamery. I, I will say this much about that because I don't want to say that, you know, John brought some of that home uh, a couple of times when I was down there. Not the last couple of times, thank God. Don't be doing it again, John. Well, he, he just, he knows that that's, you know, see, everybody hits you at your weakness, you know what I mean? They always, they find what your weakness is and then they hit you right. at it, you know. Mm -hmm. And then they dangle things in your face, you know what I mean? Right. They dangle it here. Dang. Dangle it. Yeah, and then they run like hell. But, boy, I'll tell you, that, and, and that stuff, and, and, and with me... It's got to be. They always say that you you crave the foods that you're you're allergic to. Okay. Okay. They crave the foods you're allergic to, and with me, it's pasta and ice cream for as long for at least thirty year, years. About thirty, man. 
And, and just to show you, yesterday I got off the show, I wanted to, like, practically kill myself. I was so depressed from this stupid crap and letting uh, the callers destroy the show and making an ass out of myself right there in front of at least 100 people, which is all we got left listening. And what did I do? I ran across the street, and I got that ice cream, and it worked. Sugar, anybody who says sugar is not a drug is a crazy person, okay? Okay. Oh, I see. I'm, I'm just reading more about this site, no, okay, okay. about consumer protection information. You know something? I don't want to eat something because it's good for me. I want to eat it because it tastes good. Because, I mean, especially at my age, you know, now that I'm a doddering old fool. You people are going to miss me, let me tell you that. Once they stick my ass in the ground, you're going to say, Boy, that Neil, man, what, how the hell did we ever survive in South Florida without his ass? You know what? They're going to miss me. Even the detractors out there, especially them. Am I right? Oh, yeah. What would they do without you? I make their day because they know I have no life. they have no life. And when they tune on between 10 and 2, I don't give a damn what else is going on in the world. They are glued to that radio. Just the sound of my voice gets them in a nearly orgasmic uh, mental uh, kind of and probably even physical. Who knows? Who knows? God only knows what they're doing while they're listening to the sound of my voice. <laughs> you know, like that. God you know, only knows. Exactly what they're That's doing. That's what I'm thinking looking at this ice cream. Founder's favorite. Sounds like something like maybe the founding fathers would have done. Now, I'm really curious about how long, I, I don't want to, I guess I could Google it, you know, when I'm through looking at these other seven flavors and all this other good stuff I'm supposed to look at. But um, when when did ice cream start, and, and who invented it? Now, wouldn't it be a shame? Uh, now, we know all about the great gelato in Italy, right? Oh, mamma mia. Yes, the food in Italy. Any, anybody who hasn't been to Italy, speaking of our pool today, oh, we got a thousand and one votes. Oh! How do you like that, Chris? You like it? Good. I'm happy. What I, what I meant to say was... You like it? But anyway, uh, with a great gelato, and I'll tell you where else they have great ice cream is in Germany. Man, they have got the most fabulous ice cream in Germany. Why why that is, I don't know. In fact, all the food in Germany is good. You know, those bratwursts and mm -hmm. sauerkraut and Wiener schnitzel. A lot of Wieners in Germany. That's why I like going there. But, uh, boy, the food is really good. And uh, in Rome, though, the best in the world, in Italy. So do you know anything about the history of ice cream since you know so much? Read it now. You, are you really? Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's, we've got an hour and 11 minutes to go, which probably is like really cutting it short, but it's not as interesting as the Marlin game, I know, but... The biggest names, the best talent. This think. is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. Every good Christian knows a game to play, and it's not so very hard to do. People you know the way the Invite them to your house the Take their possessions away the And then you burn it down You can get somebody to believe anything If you make the Bible say it's true No matter what you do You can be guilt free The Lord will always forgive you a poisonous snake, wave it all around, find abortion clinics, and shoot a doctor down. Everybody pray along with me, okay? Come on, you young Republicans. Beat the crap out of your your Deuteronomy bow Go on a pilgrimage 
Well, we're just an hour away from the ball game, baby. Marlins today. Thank God for that. Because I got a lot of eating to do. I mean, a lot of uh, running around to do. Twice baked lasagna with meatballs. This this <laughs> this article here about health and fitness, and it's showing what it is. Is it shows all the um, different things that you can buy in various establishments that are the worst things in the world for you to eat. You know. Yeah. And for a pig like me, do I really care that they're bad for me? No. Of course not. Now, this, I thought that the Colossal Burger at Ruby Tuesdays was pretty impressive. Impressive. And it is. And only when you see the pictures, though, I, I haven't gotten through all of these yet. It says there are a lot of giant hamburgers out there for the gorging these days, but CSPI says Ruby Tuesdays is the Chub House leader. The Chub House leader. Huh. With its Colossal Burger. Two patties and three-layer bun. <laughs> and when you see the size of the patties, man, this is a big... I, I can't even imagine anybody, even the fattest people we can think of, who are got a mouth big enough to put that baby in. Just a starting point. you got to obviously eat this with a knife and a fork. You get a total of 1,940 calories, and the CSPI points out that's before the fries are optional sauce. The burger is so big that it's served with a steak knife. Oh, I see. They stick the steak knife in and through the top of it to hold it together. And allows for some forklifting as you actually try to eat the thing. Along with the meat and the bread, you get enough American melted, uh, melted American and Monterey Jack cheeses to equal equating four to five McDonald's quarter pounders. Total, <laughs> total grams of fat, 141 grams. All right. Which CSPI estimates is at least half and maybe three quarters of the unhealthy saturated fat. Mmm. Mmm. See, there he goes thinking about Germany again. Mmm. Yeah, you're right. Well, that's me, you know. Now comes this, because, again, it's my obsession with sweets. Oh, before I get to the one about the outrageous chocolate cake, here's a twice-baked lasagna with meatballs. It says it'll surprise nobody that lasagna is a bit heavier dish than, say, spaghetti marinara or even fettuccine bolognese. But the Romano's Macaroni Grill, which I love the Macaroni Grill, you know how I feel about them. Is he there? What? I'm right here. What are you talking about? Oh. Well, why are you swooning? Is, is this... I'm talking about having nothing but sneezing and coughing fits, so... Well, if you stop reading about ice cream. Now, did yeah. you Google that thing? Yeah, yeah, I did. There's a lot of... Um, okay, well, know. we'll get to it. we got an hour and two minutes to go. Not that no I'm problem. counting, you understand. Before the Marlins game, CSPI counted 1,360 calories, about 360 more than typical restaurant meat lasagna. The 38 grams of fat and 3,900 milligrams of sodium nearly double most other restaurant lasagnas. The Romano's version has six layers of pasta stuffed with meatballs, three cheeses, and a meat sauce. Mmm. CSPI says it's the dietary equivalent of eating five pork chops. <laughs> oh, no. Five pork chops. Even I don't like uh, pork that much. Wow. It's not, that's not something I really, uh, I don't know. Is, it, is that because it's for going? I don't care that it, I, I like bratwurst plenty, you know. But pork chops, isn't that something I would order in a restaurant? Would you ever uh, order that? Uh, no, but I, I think I might have. I really wanted to pig out. Pork chops uh -huh. are really good depending on uh, who's making them and, uh, you know, all that stuff. But generally, I think they're the, if they cook them too long, they get dried out. You know? That is correct. And there's nothing worse than dry pork. And stuffed pork chops are really good. I've had them mm. you know, in people's houses. They split the pork chop, and then they stuff mm -hmm. it with... Uh, they butterfly know. it. Yeah, exactly. And what are they sticking? Really good stuffing. Oh, I don't want to stuffing. know. I saw that movie. Outrageous chocolate cake. CSPI refers to this dish as a factory reject to play on the name of the restaurant chain, the Cheesecake Factory. I've never eaten at the Cheesecake Factory. There's one right over there by me at the Sawgrass. Yeah. Now, the only thing I've heard, well, I've heard, you know, you hear all kinds of stuff, and until mm -hmm. you actually go someplace mm -hmm. and discover for yourself, you don't really know what yeah. the lay of the land is. Once or twice, never again. 
Well, tell me the, why. The food is fine if you can ever get it. Bad if you service. can never get anybody, That's yeah. What I've always bad heard, bad service is an understatement. And very mm-hmm. loud. It, it's very loud. If you jump up and down on the table and scream, somebody might notice that you've actually been seated there. But after about an hour, you might get somebody to pay attention to you and take really? your order. And then after about another hour, they might bring you your food that's already cold by that point. Oh. Anyway, it actually is called Chris's Outrageous Chocolate Cake. And this, Chris, clearly likes chocolate. It's a big old piece, man. The cake is described in the menu as layers of moist chocolate cake, chewy brownie, toasted coconut pecan filling, and creamy chocolate chip coconut cheesecake. It's a big old piece, man. The total slice served is five inches high and weighs three quarters of a pound. The dessert is 1,380 calories, which is actually on the low side for the extreme eating nominees, but there's a catch. The cake contains 32 teaspoons of sugar, (laughs) what you might expect in four decadent desserts combined. 32 teaspoons of sugar. CSPI equates it to two McDonald's quarter pounders and a large order of fries. Pommes frites. I keep trying to tell you quit eating them fries. Well, it all looks really good, but I go back to this damn Cold Stone Creamery because of my ice cream weakness. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's sitting there in a, um, in a chocolate waffle cone bowl, which I, I never even heard of that before, but it's uh, it just... It sounds words, great. Yeah. Oh, if you see, if you've seen this... I don't want to. Oh, I might, I might send the link along to you. Oh, yeah. Send me some tongue. Chocolate waffle cone bowl and topped with pecans, brownie pieces, fudge, and car- caramel. See, I almost said to myself caramel. I hate that. But, it, but the ice cream to me, I don't know, even know what it is. For a minute there, it, it looks like almost like Rocky Road. Ah. Mm, oh, my broke. God. This is bad. Yeah, this is very bad it. for all you people out there. We apologize profusely. It's a very interesting <laughs> Because if, if you're like me and you see all this stuff, it gets you all whipped up, it gets your appetite going, and you're going to the rest of the day, and especially since I get off at 12.50. I think there's a method to the madness here, you know. But then again, I, I see, no, and I, I always do that. I blame everybody else, you know. I blame other people for my own weaknesses. You know, it's just, uh, let's see, here's a message. It says, I love the Cheesecake Factory. Never had any problems with service. All their food is great. And elephant-sized portions. I think that's a hint, you know, elephant-sized portions. <coughs> yeah, Here is double-stacked club quesadillas at On the Borders. I never heard of it. Have you ever heard of a Mexican joint called On the Borders? No. I heard of Borders books. It's on Kendall. Huh? It's on Kendall. Oh, there is one, On the Borders. Yep. Quesadillas make the extreme eating list for being about 50% to 100% less healthy than the already fairly unhealthy cheese quesadillas with sour cream and guacamole you get at most restaurants. The chain's double-stacked club quesadillas feature large portions of tortillas and cheese accompanied by uh, makings of a club sandwich. Fajita chicken, crumbled bacon, fresh avocado. God, do I hate avocado. Don't we have a, we even have a bit, don't we? Do we? Called avocado. Yeah, we do. Not going to play it, just, just I knew we had it. We got a bit for everything, man. Not for Cold Stone Creamery yet. yet. Avocado. Yeah, see, there it is. I hate it. I like the bit, but I don't like the... Um, sour cream and French dressing. The total damage is 1,800 calories, 52 grams of saturated fat, and 3,440 milligrams of sodium. CSPI equates it to two full orders of cheese... Uh, laden nachos, or somewhere between four and five grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, I love grilled cheese sandwiches, especially like on rye, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Double stacked club quesadillas. That that doesn't. I don't know. I mean, that looks good. There, there's nothing I've seen on here yet. The twice baked lasagna with meatballs at the macaroni grill looks really, really good. 
the gigantic cheese factory, um, whatever they call that outrageous chocolate cake. That thing is just nauseatingly good-looking, disgustingly good-looking. And the uh, giant burger there at, where is that? At uh, Ruby Tuesdays. Huh. And I, I haven't, I'm only just begun, like Karen would say. Hey, Karen, why didn't you eat some of this, honey? Can you imagine if we could have just gotten Karen to eat some of this good stuff? Karen Carpenter, if she were just here today. Here's another one. looks really good, but you wouldn't like it. Fresh chicken and broccoli pasta. Mmm. So you don't like broccoli. Yeah. I do. I love it. Yeah. Ruby Tuesday with heavily, heaviest, what does it say? It seems healthy enough. The chicken is pulled from a roasted bird, and the broccoli is steamed. The pasta, standard penne pasta. But then the, the entire entree forms into a cardiac catastrophe, 2,000 calorie cardiac catastrophe. I like the sound of that. And it's got all this melted cheese on it. Oh, God. I love melted cheese. In fact, that, that would be like an erotic uh, thing, thinking about erotic cheese on uh, you know, anything like that. You know what I mean? I can't say it. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Other than joking. Well, you have no idea what I was thinking. Well, you probably do have an idea. Probably Thank God something. the audience yeah. has no idea yeah. what I was thinking about. It was probably something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You yeah. Fair. That's yeah. me. You know, it's just me. That's just me. When you start talking about Germany and bratwurst and stuff like that, I start, you know, I, I get weak at the knees. I'm, you know, I'm so easy. Takes very little to get me emotionally distraught. 1,030 votes on the poll. 1030 WBZ Boston, man. One of the great radios, one of the great AMs of all time. Too bad all you punks out there never owned a radio when it was worth owning. Oh, boy. Don't you think probably it's... A, and if they don't stop showing this inmate idol crap... Oh, my God. Have you seen this thing on CNN? They must show no. this like every 20 minutes. In, be, in between Anna Nicole and her son, who used to look pretty good when he was alive, only if he would have just shaved and taken a bath. But uh, an inmate idol. Sorry. Watching this is America, baby. Only in America, where jailbirds are uh, singing and dancing and uh, juking and jiving. Around the house, with not much to do. I got Neil Rogers on the radio, and uh, hey, what do you know there? It's uh, the uh, what do you call it there? Twelve to one hour. We're only 49 minutes away from Marlins baseball. All right. Marlins and the Orioles in Fort Lauderdale. Hank's on after the game with the um, at that tennis tournament that we don't care about. And then you got Panther preview at 6.30. Panthers at lighting, 7 o'clock. And after the Panther game, it's night, 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 lights out. Well, here's another one from the uh, Pig Out Picks. And by the way, it's the, I wasn't even close, Center for Science and the Pubic Interest. I what see. did I call it? Something. I like, don't know. That's what CSPI is. Something perverted, I think you said. Something disgusting and perverted, and I thought the P stood for something else. But that's me. You know, that's uh, old perv. That's me. And proud of it. Anyway, they evaluated popular restaurant dishes such as fettuccine Alfredo, which is known as heart attack on a plate, and Kung Pao chicken more than a day's worth of salt. And one of them here, pizza skins, and it's got a picture, and this looks really, really good. Of course, they all look good. I don't see a picture of anything I, uh, on there that doesn't look really, really yummy to me. 
pizza skins. It says, the Center for Science and the Public Interest calls appetizers the most treacherous territory on the restaurant menu. Did you know that? No. Before you tell us all about the history of ice cream. It says, no wonder the Uno Chicago Grill has come up with an appetizer that fuses deep dish pizza with potato skins for pizza skins. Oh, enough carbs for you in there? We got pizza and potato together. All right. The dish features the Uno signature deep dish crust, mozzarella cheese, mashed potatoes, bacon, cheddar cheese, and sour cream. So if anybody's going to be going to Chicago anytime soon, there's a little heart attack right there in front of your nose. Uno Chicago Grill and pizza skins. It adds up to 2,050 calories, more than recommended for most adult women in an entire day, and about 150 calories short for the average guy for the whole day. Pizza skins also have 48 grams of saturated fat and 3,140 milligrams of sodium. CSPI equated it to three Pizza Hut personal pan Pappy Rooney pizzas plus three pats of butter. Oh, hold the butter. Man, it looks really, really good. But don't they all? Okay, let's hear about the history of ice cream. You scream. We all scream for ice cream, especially that one. Where would I do with it? All right. Don't tell me I turned it out. I would never do that. Oh, there it is. Founder's favorite. Man, it looks good. But anyway, go ahead. Anyway, on into antiquity, the uh, various ancient cultures enjoyed uh, frozen desserts. The royalty did. Those who could afford ice would freeze uh, fruit juice, sweetened with honey, etc., and so on. The first uh, recorded incident of adding milk Grab to, my junior, honey. Yeah. to that mixture was during the Yuan Dynasty, where they picked up that practice from the Mongols, who used milk in their cooking, but the Chinese did not. So some Mongolian idiot made ice cream. Well, well some Mongolian idiot introduced milk into uh, cooking, and then some Chinese man added that into the mixture of the fruit juice and the sweetener that they were already doing to serve to the royalty. Now, folklore has it that Marco Polo brought that uh, information over to Italy, but there's no documentation to support it. And he doesn't mention maybe ice cream. Maybe that's what I have. Maybe I have Marco Polo homo maybe disease. That Mar- could be it. Marco maybe Polio. Maybe on other people. Because the pasta, which he introduced, and the ice cream. He did introduce pasta. That's documented. But the ice cream right. does not appear in any of his writings. So that's more folklore, folklore based on the fact that the first time that it did appear in Europe, uh, documented frozen milk uh, dessert concoctions, it did appear in Italy first in Europe. But that's after the 13th century Chinese. Chinese uh, people did it. Nice. So there you go. And then it spread like wildfire, wildfire from there. Wildfire. 18-something or other was when they invented the hand-crank ice cream machine, which made it available for the common folk 18 in America. 18-something, they were cranking it by hand. You huh? know it. I believe that. And it was a chick that invented that thing. I oh, thought. she was cranking it by hand. Well, she Should must have been known. pretty popular, I would she imagine. must have been on the rag and needed something. 1846, Nancy Johnson. Nancy Johnson. Wow. <laughs> How do you like that? Actually, has got a name. She was the first one to hand crank ice cream? Mm-hmm. Wow. I bet you the guys were, no, it was were a milling in there for miles around. Big industrial to-do before that time. I wonder if she was kin to, uh, what's her name? What's the uh, broad that he, uh, Susan, uh, the one that guy calls every day, Susan. Susan Gray. Gray, that's the one. Well, rhymes with gay. So I'm trying to block it out. Yeah, I wonder if she was kin to Susan Gray. And you notice here it is, it's 12.05. I, I have the thing turned off, the monitor on the phone. I'm not even thinking about putting a call on here. Now, have we, need, have we had any shortage of, of what? Anything of here. Yes, of uh, stuff to talk about, especially with your right. food, the food porno show today. Oh, yeah. no. maybe, maybe we ought to do the combination food and porno every day on here. The new largest uh, food and porno. So you ever, like, you know, eat while you... Yeah, yeah. while you what? Do I it. Did something while, else, yeah. While you're doing something, yeah. Not really when you come right down to it. In fact, I heard that eating in bed is very frowned upon because all the crumbs get all over the place. But then it's like a little something left to uh, lap up, you know. Well, you're not supposed to eat crackers. 
depends on what they look like, I suppose. Cookies, man. At any rate, so the ice cream has been around 200 and some some odd. More. More than that. Well, I mean, hand cranked. Well, 1300s. 13 I mean, that's so we're talking about uh, yeah. seven, uh, oh, man. And then some that I've had from the convenience store, it's of the consistency where you think that's when they made it. Because if you get some that's been, you, you ever have anything that's got, like, freezer burn on it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, have you ever put hamburgers in the um, yeah, of course. freezer? We've all and they're in there that. for, like, a year. And you, know, and you think, mm-hmm. oh, I put this in there a month ago or something no. like that. You have no idea, you have recollection when you put it in there. And then you get the old freezer burn. Oh, my God. That's almost as bad as an ass burn. But not quite. Oh, there's your president speaking of ass. These two networks inside. Bada beep, bada boop, bada ba yeah. Oh, God. Hubman Dreard. Oh, you better call up uh, Joyce and tell him that Neil said uh, Hubman Dreard, the president should go to hell. That's what that means. He should only go to hell. He should only burn in hell. My idea of an ideal vacation out of 1,047 votes is jetting off to another country, 284. A tropical island, 150. 160, excuse me. A cross-country excursion, 91. Staying home, drinking beer, watching TV, 88. Vegas Casino, 79. Uh, leaving the spouse and kids at home and going alone, 69. Having a wild time. Sowing my oats, 69. See that? Mm-hmm. Sea Cruise, 69. Beach, 50. Ski Resort, 43. That whole skiing thing. I mean, you know, I guess there are people that are like uh, athletic, uh, which old Jews are not athletic and never have been. But I, I just I don't understand that whole thing. What what is what's it, the point of that? It's fun and uh, you're going downhill, so it's not like you're working a lot. Yeah, you know? I'm, you're right about that last part there. I'm going downhill, all right. Thank God, thank God, everybody rescued me. I feel like Fontella Bass with that very shapely ass. Now, if you if you got that, rescue me by Fontella Bass. I bet you got it. I'm looking. Da, 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 da. That's a great song, by the way. And speaking of songs, I better start. I better start working on what we're going to be playing going up to the Marlin game. There it is, Fontella Bass with a real love, fat ass. Airby DJ that ever played that song has some stupid ass comment to make about Fontella Bass with a shapely, uh, a shapely lass with a big fat ass. Right. They were allowed to say ass in those days? No, that's uh, what I was just going to say that. Of course not. They wanted to say that. There we go. Let's impeach your president, baby. That's what I'm thinking. Is that it? Oh, that's not the right cut. One, two, three, four. Five. You're young? Oh, yeah, it is. It is Neil Young. There you Very go. Very good. Good guess. Good Canadian boy, Neil Young. We used to like him about 100 years ago, and he could sing in his movie Pop the Purple Eye. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. You turd.
All right. Yeah, I think that's uh, something we might play up to the ball game time. Of course, there are a lot of right wingers there that uh, give me the ball, give me the ball. You know, like on all those pictures on our MySpace page where all those athletes are like grabbing each other's sack. I mean, I, I don't understand it. <clears throat> it would be one thing if it was a sack of potatoes and they were like hungry. I can understand that. You know, but that's not the sack we're talking about. Spuds. Yeah, I, I thought in football was the only sport where they, you know they get sacked. And even in football, have you ever noticed how many times, I'm sure Chris has noticed this, even though, he, even though his heterosexual mind tries to avoid seeing it, but how many times guys get tackled and the, the tackler is reaching right around their sack? You, have you noticed that? Well, I don't think they're trying to grab them there. Just, you know, whatever you they can grab. You don't think they You are. don't think. You don't want to think that's where they're trying to grab them. That's what you, that, you, you've got a mental block. I've never actually <laughs> thought about it before. In other words, I'm what not, you're saying, you know, no, you have it, but now that I've mentioned it to you, when football season starts, you're going to be watching that a lot. You're going to be watching no, that. really. And some of our MySpace people will come up with these really neat pictures every now and then, uh, especially that, I can't remember which one of the goofballs it is out there. He's got all these strange pictures of athletes grabbing each other in very strange, like, like that one baseball picture where the guy hits the home run, he's crossing home plate, and the guy that scored ahead of him is standing there waiting and congratulates him by squeezing, uh, I can't say it, you know, squeezing for no reason. Have you seen that picture? I saw it. I don't think I have. Well, I know, and George could handle it. Yeah, you can't handle it. Why is handle that? the truth? You can't handle the truth about sports because George hates it all anyway. So he he finds it amusing. You know, it's a gay club, all that stuff. Like like Al okay, Goldstein Jack. would say, if if Al were still around and could speak. That's a gay club, you moron. I wonder if he's uh, still around anywhere, Al. You know, I told you I read his blog. See, I, that's why I'm not going to write any more entries in my blog, because that's what happens to all of us former, you know, p- famous people like Al, who used to be famous, and now he's more like, uh, you know, they destroyed him, they ruined his life. And so now he writes a blog. So I'm not going to be doing that no more. You think? What do I think? I don't know. I'm just telling you. I'm just, I'm smelling you the way it is, man. No more I mean, I, I wouldn't write a blog just because it's effort. Yeah, that's, that's true. It takes some effort, and then you've got to come up with something interesting and creative that somebody yeah. might want to hear about. And I don't, I don't want to do that. That's for people who it. don't have a radio show. No, that's right. Well, what do I need a blog for when i got four hours to BS here every day, or at least two hours and 50 minutes on Marlin Days, like today ow, and Thursday? Ow. Twelve minutes past noon at QM. We're 40, what, 38 minutes away. Wow, but who's counting till Marlin's baseball? Well, what a beautiful day, man. I, I, beautiful there, too. Sunny and going to be 80, I do believe, in Fort Lauderdale. I looked up the weather just to make sure there was not going to be no rainouts. 58 here already. It's going to be 21 Celsius. That's 70 degrees, man. 70 degrees as the crow flies. Goodbye, Anna Nicole, fat pasty hona. They'll need a shoehorn to wedge you inside a piano case to lower your fat ass in the ground. Guess you can't spend that money now. But you sure die trying. Say, how's that white trash diet that was gonna get you back to lean with whiskey and amphetamines? And I'm really surprised that you knew how to die because you were that dumb. You accomplished nothing and yet became a media superstar. I would have asked you to break a 20, but can't no more. And now the corporate media has something other to pitch. Outside a crazy pamper-wearing astronaut bitch. Oh, yeah, let's pamper that bitch. It's 1219 at 560 WQM. Boy, we're just a matter of moments. Nice. Away from Marlin Baseball. 
Aren't you thrilled that we got all these pig-off picks here from the uh, Center for uh, Science and the Pubic Interest or whatever the hell it's, CSPI? Yeah, sure. See, on the one hand, they're trying to, like, uh, warn everybody about, oh, this is going to kill you, and this is really bad for you. In the meantime, what is it that they're really doing? What they're doing is they're doing tremendous promotion for all these restaurantes and all these phenomenally bad-for-you treats, man, because we're all pigs. See, if there, were, if there was a God, I mean, I, I want all you religious nuts, you, you stupid people, all the God squad, just stop and think about it. If there was a God, then how come that everything is so delectable and phenomenal like this stuff that we're all talking about and like the Cold Stone Creamery? How come that's so bad for you and it's going to kill you if you eat too much and make you diabetic and sick and chop your leg you off? You said and, it. Uh, if you eat too much, it's not so bad. It's just how much you pigs intend on shoveling into your face. You notice, Chris, he was talking to both of us? That's right. Yeah, well, you know. Schmuck. Putz. You know, Chris, I'm thinking about when uh, George was out sick last Thursday. The phenomenal oh, that was? Josh did on the show. Remember that? <laughs> God, he was good. Well, hey, we'll I'm find out again next week. He I thinks you're both fat pigs, too. Oh, that's right. You're on vacation next week. Oh, that's Josh right. is going to be there mm-hmm. next week. I'll now, leave him a note to make sure to call you a fat pig. He's yeah. not going to call me no fat pig. No, he loves me, man. He that's wants right. to be in my will. I, I think that's why he's been <laughs> sucking around so heavy duty lately. Josh has been, you know. He wants in that will. He said it would be kind of a thrill. And I told him, take a chill. Pill. How many votes we got on the poll here so far? 1,066. Not too bad. I think we'll make 1,100 by game time. Wouldn't that be nice? Mm-hmm. I mean, huh? Wouldn't yeah. that be nice? I think so. Be a feather in the Chris's cap for whatever reason. I, I feel like uh, I don't know how the hell I've done this. I couldn't have done it alone. I'll tell you that. I got a lot of all my buddies out there helping me uh, change my whole attitude on life and the fact that I was wise enough. See, you have to know when to go with the flow because sometimes things blow. You know what I mean? And sometimes you just got to say, no. no, no more, as in that phone. Give it a rest. Give it a good rest. I'm going to put, like, uh, something over it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put, like, a, a schmata over it, like a doily over the okay. monitor. Well, I don't think I can find a doily. Or right, like an area rug. All right. I just lay it over the, um, over the monitor so I don't even see it up there. You Although, just turn I'll it be off. honest with you. I'll be honest. I've never once even come close to giving the numbers out today or thought about no. taking any of those special calls. And see, the interesting part of it is that you morons, you idiots, like the people that were calling yesterday, including some that people would be astonished if they knew who they were. But nevertheless, oh, see, we screwed up the Neil Rogers show. We're going to destroy that. Old... Well, guess what? Actually, it didn't. It worked right in reverse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. They did me a humongous favor because they brought me back to my senses. And then to have to go through 600 of these idiots to finally get somebody that might be actually amusing or interesting or maybe even actually have something to say, it, it just ain't worth it. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of my very high-paid time. You know what I mean by high-paid <laughs> time? That was high as in... Hi, Pally! Yeah, as in that high, Jeff High. But nevertheless, 1066 on the pool. Now, you know damn well I better not go out and be eating any of this crap today. This this was fine as far as a, a yeah. show topic, you know. Mm-hmm. And the thing with the ice cream I thought was uh, marginally interesting, although you didn't make it very interesting. I thought I'm a little bit disappointed. Sorry, I mean, I could have gone on more. There's a lot more material there, but that's the important part. Uh, you did, you, Chris, do you think he made it pretty interesting about the history of ice cream? I mean, it, w- it would seem to me that what, I said, be pretty... I said Yuang. It was, uh, okay. <laughs> See, he, he's he's covering his ass, you know. Uh-huh. He figures I might croak or something pretty soon, and he better get on your good side. Or you'll have Josh Cordes back there in four shakes of a lamb's tail. Or maybe one shake. Mmm, <laughs> shakes. No. 
Oh, I got a headache. Let's start talking about uh, Allen's Pharmacy again on the Burden mm, Red and all that other stuff. Like we, yeah. That's all we talk about is food on this oh. show now. Is that all you're going to talk about is food and sex? Yeah. What's wrong with that? Well, we can't talk about sex anymore. Well, we can we can hit around. We can like uh, you know, kind of dance around the edges of it. Uh huh. Around you the dance around the edge of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, we could do a Kazaski right around the edges of right. it, whatever it might be. Right before yeah. you dive in there. Yeah. Well, let's not get now. Let's see. There you go. What? Give you a little rope, and right away you're starting uh, the diving. You, you and Greg Lusanis, man. Too much diving going on. That's the problem. Speaking of that, Sarah Wheeler's life has become a contradiction. Speaking of um, what you were just saying. Once a proud lesbian, she's now a pariah in the gay community. This is in Atlanta, of all places. Once in a committed relationship with a female partner, she's rethinking her sexuality now, Sarah. Oh, my God. And now she's doing something she once would have considered unthinkable, arguing that gays don't have the legal right to adopt children. Wheeler's coming to grips with the fact that she's become an outcast for taking this step in a custody fight for her child. But she says, this isn't what her fight is about. It's about motherly rights, she says. Sounds like a mother to me. Wheeler, 36, and her partner, Missy, decided to start a family together and share the Wheeler last name. I wonder if she's kin to Eddie Wheeler, the Hall of Fame dead harness racing driver. In 2000, Sarah Wheeler gave birth to a son, Gavin, through artificial insemination. Two years later, they decided Missy Wheeler should adopt a child and legally become his second parent. Georgia law doesn't specifically say whether gay parents can adopt a child, so the decision was up to a judge in the Atlanta area's DeKalb County. After an adoption investigator determined that both partners wanted it, the judge cleared the request. They wanted it. Don't we have that drop-in by... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted it. Yeah. But that's not by who it says on it. That was, uh, that was the guy from... Uh, the kid from IOD. Remember that? The one that wanted to move in with me. Remember him? No. J.C.? Okay. You don't, remember, you don't remember J.C. from IOD? From the Paxson era? J.C., J.P., whatever. No, J.P., well, you better get your, your P's no. straight out. The couple's relationship that. meeting these uh, two dykes later soured. Missy Weeder wouldn't comment for this uh, story, but her attorney, Nora Bushfield, said yeah. Sarah became involved with someone else and wouldn't let Missy and Gavin see each other. Sarah Weeder acknowledged the other relationship, saying, regardless of my actions, it doesn't make me a bad mother, just maybe a real mother. Sarah and Missy Wheeler had split by July 2004. Missy was fighting for joint custody of the boy. Uh. The two sides do, do agree about one thing. The case is about mother's rights. Everybody seems to forget we're not talking about lesbian rights, Missy Wheeler's attorney says. We're talking about a child who's been bonded with a mother. Sarah Wheeler made the legal argument that since nothing in Georgia law specifically allows gay adoption, the adoption should be tossed out. Her first lawyers warned her the case could set gay rights back a century. She hired a new attorney and asked the Cal County Court to toss the adoption she had previously pushed for claiming it should never been approved because it runs afoul of state law. What a bitch. Wow. Laura Douglas Brown, Brown editor of uh, Southern Voice, the city. See, I'm getting choked up about it. It makes me sick. Southern Voice, the city's main gay newspaper in Atlanta, penned a column accusing Sarah Wheeler of self-hating. We owe it to each other not to lash out ways that damage the entire gay community, she wrote. Your own family may be destroyed, but don't destroy ours, too, she'd be saying. Well written there, uh, honey. Laura, you silly ass. You fairy. Thank you. Wow. How do you like that? She had a change of heart. Mm-hmm. Whatever the hell that means. Well, maybe she found the Lord, you know. Maybe she decided, oh, God, that ain't, ain't as good as I thought it was. 26 past noon at QM, only 24 minutes away from the uh, big Marlin game. How are we doing on the poll? Are we going to make our 1100 or what? we got got 1,080. We need 20 votes in 24 minutes. Should be a shoe-in, wouldn't you think? Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, should be a shoe-in. Yeah, shoe-in. Sure. Hey, guys, Dancing Bull Wines would like to remind you, when it comes to enjoying wine, just be yourself. Don't be that guy. 
This week's nominee is the guy who still longs for toga parties, wants to double-fist the wine, and do shots of Merlot. Yeah, you know who we're talking about. Don't be that guy. Dancing Bull invites you to try some award-winning wines that are always priced right. Dancing Bull's winemakers take wine seriously so you don't have to. Dancing Bull Wines, Healdsburg, California. Now see here, I ain't never said no. I'm getting very annoyed about these saying doys. I ain't never said no. Okay, 12.33, we're only 17 minutes away from the big Marlins baseball game. Wow, wowie, wow, wow. It's going to be really nice. 10.88 in the pool. That's not so nice. We need 12 more votes in only 17 minutes. I don't know. A lot of pressure, huh? What do mm-hmm. you think? I think and, and I'm uh, congested. Why is it that it seems like every day at this time, about 12.35, there are boots, uh, we get like the big freeze on. Maybe everybody's eating lunch. You think that uh, could I be imagine it? imagine that's it. Well, I don't, I don't know. I, th- I think Eric is diddling with us again, just like happened a couple days ago, like on Sunday. Remember a couple days ago? Yeah. I'm trying to forget it. 1,088, which is not a bad total, but if we're going to get to 1,100, they got to start. There's something that has to add to it. You know what I mean? We need 12 more votes, 12 more votes, and it ain't happening. God, that's bad. Oh, I, I got a really good idea for the back timing to the ball game. as a matter of fact. What is that? Oh, yeah. What do you think? You don't want them to wait for the ball game to fall asleep. You're going to start them off now. Well, what do you mean by that? It's just so tranquil and placid. It's like slipping into well, a warm I was bath. playing that before the show today, and you were like I in didn't heaven, that was man. a you bad were, thing. You were having a dance in your pants. You were going nuts. That's a great song, but it's yeah, just very Yeah, and so then why are you saying it like it's going to put you in a coma? So because it's, a, it's, it's not an upbeat song. Well, it's relaxing. And, you can, and maybe you'll, like you said, maybe you'll nod off before that ball game starts. Mm-hmm. be like a pubic service on our part. One, uh, I, I think we're back on the Mr. Freeze again. I think Mr. Freeze is involved. Now, who was it? Vincent Price was Mr. Still 1088, Eric. Vincent, now, you know damn Vincent well Price that somebody's trying to vote in our pool, huh? Vincent Price was egghead. No punches pulled. Was it Milton Berle was Mr. Freeze? Oh, boy, I don't know. I don't know. You better Google it. You better. better Google Batman. 
or 1089. Maybe they're just trickling in right now, okay? Maybe because we're approaching the Marlin game. Maybe, just maybe, because they've been coming in in nice chunks here today. All along, we've had a nice response, baby. We've had a super response. But now that we're getting close to that baseball game, it's just like I was saying before, you know, it's like a disease. It's like peritonitis or something like that. Well, peritonitis, isn't it's a condition. It's not a disease, is it? I don't know. How about, um... I don't know. I don't know what that stuff is. Once you can start getting into the kishkis, man, I get lost. There's just too many of those things. That's because the Lord works in mysterious ways. He likes He likes to twist your kishkis. That's why everything is a sin. All those... Oh, 1090 now. Man, we got 15 minutes for 10 votes. If we can't do that, we might as well shut this baby down at 1250. Otto Preminger? Otto Preminger what? Mr. Freeze. That's correct. Absolutely correct, sir. The great director. Absolutely correct, sir. And that's why it was so amusing, because it, it would have been like having Alfred Hitchcock or somebody like that play a role on Batman. Uh -huh. Batman was great, man. Now, well, where do they show that? On, like, Nickelodeon, do they still show that? I, I know here it's on, there's one channel, I forget which one it is, but it's on all the time, every day. You know, the kids don't know that Otto Preminger is the stereotype director that they always make fun of in the cartoons with the puffy pants and the beret and right. the boots and the slider 1092 on the pole, man. No punches pulled. 1092, we need eight more votes. <laughs> So anyway, what I was going to say, uh, since Chicken Neck is the one that got, did he tell you where he found this, where he was able to get it? Probably in his closet. Oh no, there's nothing in his closet. You want to bet? Really? Has he got skeletons in the closet? All kinds of skeletons. This has got a whole graveyard in there. He's got a kid. I know that. He's is it a right? son? He's got. Yes, very nice kid. How old is he? I don't know. Forty. Oh, too old. <laughs> Thirty something. <laughs> yeah, well, you I wouldn't. Maybe, you I wouldn't like him anyway. If he had like a twenty-year-old son, he'd send him up here just as a, you know a spank of gratitude or something like that. As a uh, token, right? And of just, appreciation, just, right? Just, I thought it would be something that would be very nice. You know, keep me company. Your buddy uh, Chris is already not the one sitting there, but the online our, our phantom kind of buddy. Mm -hmm. He's already uh, hinting around. You know, when he's going to get the plane ticket. See, the only problem with that is I might fly him up here and turn out to be a 60-year-old man. That would be my luck. Because I've, I've been reading more different stories. Right. i got a guy, Jesse, down on MySpace who's a good guy, and I've been emailing with him. He's, uh, he's bi. There's an awful lot of bi people out there, you know what I'm saying? I do know that. In fact, that seems to be very big on MySpace. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> like that. But anyway, he was telling me about all the uh, phonies and fakers that he's met and people who represent themselves as being one thing. You know, they're, they're like 25, and then you meet them and they're like 45, you know. And they send you pictures that are like from 10, 20 years ago. I, I think what would really be neat. Now, I did, I did have a guy way back in the beginning who was trying to set up a, a thing where they verify the identity of the person before that they could communicate with you, which I think that's a good idea. Because even though a lot of the people in the audience poo, oh, there he goes talking about that MySpace crap again. It's for teenagers and pedophiles. It, it could be a really a fun thing. It already is to a certain degree, but it could be a lot more so if, if you knew who you were talking to. Which, in my case, I have out of 1,281 people, we have 1,281 friends. Our goal by the end of the week is to get to 1,300. Wouldn't that be a nice number? We'll be really lucky. Mm. But my point being that if, if you knew for sure who you were talking to, it would be much more fun. Am I right? Oh, there's no question. As opposed to the game players and the people who put the phone right. profiles up and the picture. You know, people like, huh? like that, you know. Who is still, by the way, all over our MySpace page. I do the tracking on that, and he's still all over it. And, of course, I guess, you know, 
since since 1094, we're kind of stuck on that. Maybe we need. They're going to make this exciting. We have 11 minutes, and we need six more votes. Now, anybody would think, gee, six votes in 11 minutes. That's that's like one every two minutes, almost, right? Right. So anyway, the song that I really want, which is even better, I know you find it hard to believe. It could be in "We're in Love" by the. Uh, it could be "We're in Love" by the Crying Chimes. If if Chickenet can find that, I'll give him a kiss on his bald spot if I ever see him again, which I doubt. I'll send him one. I'll give him a cyber kiss on the bald spot. It could be "We're in Love" by the Crying Chimes. Now, since you've got all this uh, way of stealing, I mean, um, finding material. Yeah. You wanna, why don't you mark that down? I'll give it a shot. That is a great song. I'm telling you, man. That's back in my DJ days. I was this jockey. I was program director, and I was general manager of WTBS in Kalamazoo, Michigan, man. Port, Portage, Michigan. Kalamazoo. No longer there, that station. It became WBUK, country uh, something, and who knows what it is now. See, that's one thing. If you work in this business long enough, you work on a lot of stations that no longer exist. And the way this one's going right now, Joe. Ha, 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 ha. Right. Good old jolly Joe. That's him. Thanks for all your assistance, by the way, Joe. You're a, a swell of a guy. 1240, 20 before 1, just 10 minutes away from the Marlin game. Let me click on our poll again here. It's not that great of a poll. It's okay. Come see, come saw. So, so. 1099. You better five years now if you haven't. It's important to you. Joe Rogers got. For breaking up with me? In a birthday card? Well, they don't make breaking up cards. You're fired! I feel horrible. I shall no be sick. You're just having a bad day. I've had a bad day. So squat on this pew, baby. Guess he's been fired. You're fired. You need to pack your things and go. Now that's what I call a bad hair day. All right, look, I've got a hangover. Who knows what that means? He lost his genitals in a fight. He's just been it's like we've lost our mojo. I think I'm going to be sick. You're fired. I've got one gonad. You have a bad day. The cameras don't lie. You come the back down. You really don't mind. You have a bad day. You have a bad day. I feel a little bloated. I saw this drunk guy throw up. And then a pigeon ate it. He broke up. He cheated on me. I got kicked on. She dumped me and broke my heart. You broke your penis. I take my ad just not to wet my shoes. You know, it's interesting. I just got a semi-hysterical email on my space from your friend Christopher, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I think he's not for real, and I still want his, uh, I don't know what he's talking about. What I, was, what I was referring to in general terms, not to you, Chris, you lunatic, is, uh, you know, just be nice. If everybody you encountered on there, you knew for sure who they were, that's all. Is, is there any debate about that? None. Don't you think that virtually everybody who's ever been on any one of those, whether it's Facebook or Spacebook or MySpace or Your Space or Our Place or uh, whatever... Would agree? Yeah. Now, let's see. I'm trying to uh, do this. Oh, gee, I better uh, better not screw it all up. Did you time this right? Well, I had, but I may go a little over. That's okay. Oh, that's it fine. It fades, you know. Gave ourselves a little cushion this time. A cushion to sit here. Whack them. On.
Jesus. 